Hey everybody, welcome to the Classic Gaming Podcast. I'm Robert Ring. That was Alone in the Chaos with our intro music. Today's date is December 9th, 2015. We have actually all three of us together this time. Hey, Blake, what a say concept. Hi? Oh, I, oh, hi, instead of the other things. You can say whatever, really. Okay. Whatever. Jay, uh, you can say whatever you feel like, too. Whatever, dude. But. Whatever. Ooh, good one. That works. <laughs> uh, did you know that this is episode, this is the big 5-0? 500? <laughs> Close. And, and this is why Jay is doing a podcast with us instead of working as a rocket scientist. <laughs> Dude. Too bad we don't have anything special planned. I didn't really real I didn't really think about it. We had the one idea to do like our top fifty games ever. Ugh. And then we we're like, nope, that's not gonna work. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of uh Yeah, I don't have a month to dedicate to figuring that out right now. Yeah, yeah. Top threes are, are pretty stressful for me, I'll be honest with you. Like three This games. is uh This is um gonna be a long ass episode. Or we got a lot to cover, so maybe that that'll be our celebration for episode fifty, talking about tons of stuff. How about that? So let's roll into All right. it. Ugh. What do you want to start yeah, with? Yeah, everything everything been going for good for you? Yeah. Uh, we don't have time to listen to it, sorry. We're going to talk about news. Whoa, I was uh, just going to say, I've been playing Fallout, and Fallout's fun, and that's all I was going to say. But fuck you, Robert. That's cool, too. Yeah. I, I <laughs> One night, like a couple weeks ago, it was, this is like a couple weeks ago, I sent a message to Jay on Skype, and I was like, hey, you want to play something? And he just wrote, sorry, Fallout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, you knew it was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I knew it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I should not have even asked. But um, let's talk about good games. How about that? You ready? Yep. News. System Shock 3 was announced, like, today or yesterday. Are you a big fan of the series? No, I don't really. I, I am the only person who is not a big fan of the series. Okay. Uh, I, System I haven't Shock, played it, so. Yeah, System Shock 2 uh, is universally loved, literally, by every human being on Earth except for me. When was the first uh, one made? The first one was like around 91, okay. I want to say. Uh, let's see, System Shock. Oh, no, I'm sorry, 94 was the first one. And then the second one, I want to say, was 99, maybe. Uh, and and I, and I the problem was I didn't play it when it came out. I played it for the podcast like sure. probably about a year ago. And I didn't really care for it. Um, but I can see why it was so like famous when it came, you know, for when it came out and everything. Gotcha. Uh, but anyway, so System Shock 3 was just announced, I think today, it might have been yesterday, it was either today or yesterday, and I wish I had the name of the publisher. Yeah, there's a lot of hype, there's no, there's like basically no information about it yet though, just that it's just being Just that made. they're doing it. Yeah, Ooh. just that they're doing it. I'm always it. nervous uh, when they do that, because like, you know, the, 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 if the, they don't continue with it type thing. Right. The developer is uh, Other Side Entertainment. They they don't have a lot of stuff to their name. Apparently they bought let me see uh I don't know they got the rights to it somehow okay and they're they're working on the third one so okay it'll be really interesting to see where that goes sure no I got you just just because everybody loves System Shock two so much I'm Google. um there is a Kickstarter for uh so do you know of Pat the NES Punk. Ooh, I think I actually have heard that name before. Did he so do like reviews on YouTube? Yeah, he, uh, he okay. he's similar. And you, I mean, 
I, I don't know. It's it's kind of reductive to say he's similar to uh, the angry video game nerd, but that's the best way that I can think to describe him. Just like really quickly, in, in terms of what the content is or the personality or what, in, in um, a little bit of both. Okay. He he does he does like videos on YouTube about Nintendo games, stuff like Surprise. that. He he's not like super abrasive like uh like AVGN is, but he's kind of got his own own personality. But anyway, he has a Kickstarter going right now for uh, a book that he's working on, hmm. the Nintendo NES Library Guide and Review Book. Wow, uh, that's a lot yeah. of work. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Apparently, he is going to cover every single Nintendo game in this book. Ew. Oh, that means he has to play uh, some really shitty games. Oh, he's got to play some shitty stuff. I mean, I'm sure he's probably played just about everything already anyway. Like the original Uh, Metal Gear? (laughs) I have no comment on that until two days from now. Um uh, Ultimate Nintendo Guide to the NES Library 1985-1995 is an expansive and thorough look at one of the greatest video game libraries of all time. This 450-page book, it's 450-page and I believe it's hardcover, uh, covers all licensed and unlicensed games released during the system's lifespan and features information and reviews on hundreds of classic and not-so-classic 8-bit games. Uh, this How is, much is he looking for? Uh, okay, so there are, this has actually been going on for a little while. There are 13 days left in the Kickstarter. Okay. The goal was, uh, $16,500. So far he has raised $89,000. Okay, so he's, he's probably gonna make it. He's, yeah. And apparently he's already been working on it quite a bit. Uh, and this is mostly to, to cover, like, the publishing costs. Sure. Yeah, you know how much that shit costs. (laughs) I'm a, I'm a, I'm a pro. Of course I know that. Um. Alright, Robert. (laughs) it's uh the rewards start at five start at five dollars for just like a little basic stuff at thirty dollars you get the book you get a digital copy of it at 60 bucks you get the physical book and uh actually there's not a whole lot of tiers the the only one past that is 78 dollars you get a digital physical book combo uh you get your name in the in the book and okay so, cool. so anyway, that's I'm kind of looking forward to that. That should be pretty I'll awesome. I'll probably buy that or download it once it comes out. But I'm th- I think I'll probably pick this up also. Sounds like, it um, sounds like something good to read in the bathroom, you know. That sounds too heavy to read in the bathroom. Dude, I read players' guides in the bathroom all the time. Teacher, players' guide. Don't talk to me, Blake. Oh, you mean like like players' guides for games, yeah, like player, like sorry, player guide. <laughs> Play a guide. Oh, oh, I got you. Yeah, sorry. We're the whitest fucking podcast ever. Yeah, players guides aren't 450 page hardcovers. They're not hard. Yeah, they're probably 200. Some bigger ones. Like GTA. 200? Yeah. Like the, the I have GTA one. Damn. I don't know. They got big. That's what she said. Um, Double Fine is doing some stuff. First off, Boy. they are working on, or they're, they're, <laughs> Crowdfunding Psychonauts 2. Uh, have you guys heard about this? No. Yes. So Psychonauts is a pretty famous, uh, yeah. it's a pretty famous game made by, uh, Tim Schafer. And once again, this is another really famous game that I didn't care a whole lot for, mostly I think because I didn't play it until long after it came out. But, uh, they're working on Psychonauts, or they're, they're wanting to make Psychonauts 2 right now. 
Um, everybody's super excited about it because everybody loves Psychonauts, but let's see. So they're funding this on Fig, not Kickstarter. Fig, if you remember, is the kind of newer crowdfunding platform, and eventually they're going to have uh, in Fig you can actually like invest in the profit of of some pro- of whatever project is being funded, as opposed to straight up you you get these rewards on Fig. You're actually you can actually become an investor, uh, not on this one, but they're going to have that for uh, some of the projects on there. That's going to be an option. Uh, eventually, and apparently pretty soon. I think they're supposed to have the first one this month that you can actually invest in. Okay. But anyway, they're they're doing they're crowdfunding this on Fig Psychonauts 2. Their goal is 3.3 million. Oh, okay. They have raised 2.2 million so far. Jesus. Right now, yeah. Right now, there's 33 days left. Okay. So, so it seems. I mean, yeah, it seems like this will probably happen. Uh. The only thing that might keep it back is, like, this got a huge surge of interest, like, right off the bat, because everybody was, like, super excited about it. So, I don't, so, it's a matter of, like, whether there's enough hype to kind of carry them through the rest of that. Because, I mean, that's still a million more dollars that they have to raise. That's true. So, I think it'll probably happen, but, uh, it's, I I wouldn't say it's, it's a sure thing by any means. Um, also. I'd say it's basically a guarantee. You think so? Yeah, I, I, as much as it pains me to think of that, but <laughs> I don't see this failing. Uh, well, not its original original crowdfunding campaign. <laughs> okay, I uh, but um, maybe when round two comes around, because <laughs> Tim decided to blow all his money on coke again or something. I don't know. Uh, maybe that time it won't. Oh, who am I fucking kidding? Of course he'll get another million if he asks for it. <laughs> Well played, dude. So, with that highlights the past problems that Double Fine has had with some of their crowd-funded projects, which they seem to take on too many of, generally speaking. Almost um, exclusively. They, they almost only just do too much stuff, yeah. Um, well, they almost is, only do crowdfunding. Um, oh, right, right, right. I mean, I yes, guess but, I would say it's about like a 50-50. Because there was Broken Age, which was crowdfunded, uh, and then there is that, was... Is that all the way out yet? I don't know. Episode 2 came out, but I don't know how many episodes there's supposed to be. I don't know if it I ended... think there were just supposed to be two. Okay, I wasn't sure if it was two or three. Um, and then, what was the other one? Uh, there was... Uh, I think uh, a game called, uh, like... Space Base DF9. Space Base DS. That's the one I was trying to think of. Thank you. I always want to say Deep Space Nine and all that. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not quite right. Um, <laughs> I believe that one was also crowdfunded. Is that correct? That one was crowdfunded, I believe. And then it was that also was pushed. It was a complete disaster because it was in early access and it had all these features that they said were going to be included in the final product on the store page on Steam. And then they updated it and removed like half of the features they had been promising were going to be in the final game and then just pushed it to its final release. Yeah. And then, then they were, uh, and then one, like <laughs> one day they were just like, it's out. Yeah. And everyone was like, but what about all the stuff? And they're like, it's out. They basically said, well, we don't have the funds to be able to actually finish this product. So we're just releasing it. Here it is. Here you go. Enjoy. So that was great of them. Um, that, that was kind of a sucky situation. <laughs> 
Yeah, that was a very bad situation. A lot of people got upset about that. And then uh, for the non-crowdfunded stuff... Well, there was um, also, uh, keeping in the crowdfunded stuff, there was oh, a really? massive chalice, too. Was that one crowdfunded? Oh, yeah, yeah. I guess it was. Um, the other one I was trying to think of was, I think, Hack and Slash. I believe that oh, one yeah, was yeah, yeah. not crowdfunded. What happened uh, with that one? I don't know. It came out and then went away immediately. <laughs> I guess it was just that kind of a meh game. Like, was it, it wasn't actually pulled. It just, like, didn't get any traction. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. It came out. Um, there was no crowdfunding or for it or anything like that. It was all in house from other companies is where they got their money, I'm sure. Um, right. and then there was, uh, what else? There's the remakes of stuff that they're doing. I believe that they're handling the update of, uh, Day of the Tentacle. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. And then uh one more. I'm trying not to waste too much time on this, but I'm trying to compare all the shit. No, that's uh, fine. The other, oh, Costume the other, Quest 2. There we go. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, now to add on to that, we can backtrack in a second if we want to. Another piece of news I had <laughs> was they just announced Full Throttle Remastered to oh, come wow. out in 2017. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, wait. I gotta, I gotta back up for a second. Massive Chalice was that the one where they had to get like a whole nother round of funding for? Which game was um, that? I don't know. I, I want to say it feel was, like but that I could was be Broken wrong. Age. Oh, oh yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I think at the same time as they did that for Broken Age, uh, the company behind Mighty Number no. Nine was asking for more money to like produce an anime of the Mighty Number no. Nine world or something. Okay. Or to like hire better voice actors. It was, uh, I don't remember. I tried not to pay too much attention to it because I really didn't <laughs> <Tried> want to. <laughs> so, uh, so, I mean, like, Tim Schafer specifically and Double Fine in general have like a lot of goodwill built up. And it's a good thing because they basically spent all of that. In the past year, like everybody loves them, but everybody is also at the same time like you guys got to work out your finances better because this isn't cool. Like, well, yeah, and what least... pisses me off about that is that so many people like they just don't care. Everyone knows that Tim Schafer yeah. has a horrible history with money. Um, back when he was producing Brutal Legend with EA, Bobby Kotick, CEO of the company, did an interview with somebody where he basically said that Tim Schafer had no idea how to manage his money or his time, and so that's why he was let go by EA. And it turns out that Kodak was exactly 110% correct about him, <laughs> and people yeah. still don't want to believe it. They're like, but look at all these good games he made. Yeah. It's like, who cares? He's been partially made. <laughs> well, so, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> when he has no one above him telling him what, how to control things at all, we get debacles like Broken Age, Part 1 and 2. Um, it, and here people are. It's like, oh, look, he's making a sequel to this game that I loved, so I don't care that he's been such a screw-up all the time in the past. So I'm just going to give him more money. I don't know why people are willing, so eager to throw their money at the project like that. And I mean, don't, I'm, I'm not a fan of Psychonauts either. I've actually tried playing, I, the reason I haven't played the game, it's not that I'm not a fan, it's that I can't really play it. I played a demo of it about three or four years ago around Christmas time, and it's one of those games that ended up triggering really bad motion sickness for me. So I had to stop playing after about 40 or 50 minutes. Huh. Yeah, I, I have it on Steam, and uh, my problem was, 
I didn't love it, but I was going to play through the whole thing. Like I didn't dislike it either, but my, for me, it like the steam version literally crashed like every five minutes. And then I got to one point in the game where it would crash like as soon as I launched, as soon as I loaded my save. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not, I'm not in love with this game enough to like figure out how to work this out. But yeah, uh, I mean, so Tim Schafer, good game maker, maybe not the best at running a business or at the very least at managing finances. Hopefully all this stuff works out awesome, but we have we'll <laughs> a lot of reasons. There's a history of skeptical, not yeah. reaching that, yeah. The other thing I, about I, this, uh, this crowdfunding that he's doing, um, I believe uh, Notch actually a few years ago said, Tim Schafer, I will fund a Psychonauts 2 by myself out of pocket. And Tim Schafer was like, well, it'll cost somewhere around 10 to $15 million to make. Uh, the 3.3 million goal on the fig site is not the entire funding they're going to be getting. They're also oh, that's right. An additional, the rest of the finances are going to be coming from other sources that are uh, promoting, not promoting the campaign. What's the word I'm trying to think of? I don't know what you're trying to say. Whatever. Uh, they're to helping to fund it. Sure. So yeah, yeah. So point three isn't good. the entire cost of the game. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, this isn't the whole cost of the game. They do have other funding. I had forgotten about that. So we'll see how this goes. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's all we can do really is wait and see. I am so, so like I said, they they just announced Full Throttle Remastered coming out in 2017. Full Throttle is a pretty famous point and click adventure that they that Lucasfilm made uh, when Tim Schafer was there back in the day, and. Uh, a lot of people really like that game, so that's pretty cool news to hear. I will say, I feel confident in my expectations of Full Throttle and Day of the Tentacle because so far in all of their remastered games, they've done a great job, uh, and there haven't been any problems with those. It's 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 all of the new stuff. Anything not remastered is the stuff that they've had problems with for whatever reason. I don't know why that is, but the remastered games have been great. So we'll see what happens. Fingers crossed, boys. Fingers crossed. Uh, okay, running through a few more things. Uh, Impossible Creatures is now on GOG. I don't know if any of you guys remember this. I never played this game, but I remember when it came out, I want to say like 2001 or 2002. This is a, a real-time strategy game where you have like all these different animals, and your units are you combine the features of two animals of any two animals to make your unit. So you could have like a turtle with crab claws or like a cheetah with like, I don't know, an elephant tusk or something like that. And uh, it was a pretty cool concept. I kind of remember hearing that like, once you kind of figure out the game, there are like, a, there are a number of combinations that like far, that are like far better than, than like basically any other combination, so the balance of that was a little bit weird. That's how most old school RTSs were too, to be honest. That's yeah, that's true. That's how they most were, and yeah. and really with the game Except like for this, really. with the game with like a game based on this premise, like that's almost inevitable. Like that's almost part yeah. of the game is figuring out what the best combination is. You're not I mean, gonna like if you have like kid probably either. Yeah. So so that's on Gog now. Blake, last time we talked about sociable soccer. Remember that? 
He's eating. Remember that? A little oh, bit, yeah. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> so, Sociable Soccer uh, had a Kickstarter. It, it is going to be the follow-up to Sensible Soccer, which is a famous soccer game that came out in, I want to say, the early 90s, maybe the mid-90s. Um, the Kickstarter wasn't doing very well when we talked about it. That Kickstarter has been canceled. However, Ooh. the game is going to be made. Um, huh. Again, this is Sociable Soccer. What happened was, so the Kickstarter, like I said, wasn't, it was doing okay. Like it wasn't just like flopping, but it was like 30 or 40% funded with not that much time to go. So it wasn't going to make it. Uh, apparently they got enough interest in it from outside investors that they're going to be able to make the game now without the Kickstarter funding. So they straight up canceled that before it ended because it was clear that they Investing. weren't going to Investing. That's the word I was trying to think of. Thank you. For just oh, throwing okay. it out there all of a sudden. <laughs> Blake would have called you at like 3 o'clock in the morning. What? <laughs> Investing! <laughs> what? I just would have typed it into our Skype group. That's it! It's investing! And then just gone away. Not and then I, no could have, con- I could have dubbed it, I could have dubbed it in. I could have dubbed, dubbed it in. in You're investing! <laughs> so that game is still going to be made. Um, Right now, an origin Jade Empire is free. Jade Empire came out. Uh, oh yeah, I need to download like, that. Jade Empire was sort of like uh, Bioware's follow-up to Knights of the Old Republic. Um, of course, it was. This is like based in feudal Japan, as opposed to the Star Wars universe. But it is kind of based on this. It's an RPG based on the same concept of you know, kind of be good or be bad, and everything will the, the story will kind of adapt to what kind of character you play. So uh it was it was pretty popular back in its day. I I thought it was pretty good. But that's and right now the, I think one of the better things about Jade Empire was that it didn't just come down to like you can be a Jedi warrior or you can be a Sith knight. It wasn't this super black and white good right, right. shit. Um it was a little bit deeper than that. It was more like compassion compared to the strong survive. Yeah. Which is what made it such a more intriguing game than going through um, Knights of the Old Republic. Which, I mean, don't get me wrong, Bioware still kind of did a lot. Of, they they didn't do the best job of representing the two schools of thought there. It was still kind of good versus evil, but not <coughs> – excuse me, not entirely. Is this right. one of those the, – the game you're talking about for free? Is this one of those ones where you have to download the Origin downloader to yeah, play Yeah, you have to download oh, the Origin play. I hate those things. Yeah. So, so yeah, if you're interested in trying out Jade Empire, I guess for the rest of this month, I think it's free on Origin, but you do have to download Origin. When I played this game originally, I beat the last boss in like five seconds or something like that because like you get these animal forms and you can turn into animals and then you also have like these uh, other spe- like other buffs that you can basically give yourself. And I turned into like an elephant or something like that that like hits super hard. And then I turned on, like, lightning speed or something like that. And, like, I did, like, sick damage to him, like, faster than he could even do anything. And just, like, murdered the final boss. So that was kind of goofy. But, uh, but it's a you good game. It. You said goofy. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got any Kingdom Hearts fans? Not anymore. No, okay. Kingdom Hearts 3 is coming out August 14th, 2017. Next. You got any esports fans? <laughs> oh my god! Not uh, anymore. <laughs> we're, we're just gonna say this about everything now. So esports, 
Fans? Yay, nay? Eh, a little bit. What's up? Okay. Overwatch. Jay, I think you. I think you know what's coming up. Starcraft. Uh, oh yeah. Dead game. Dead game. Uh, <laughs> oh wait, are you talking about WCS? No, I'm oh, talking okay. about the God of Starcraft. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So oh, Flash. Come on, dude. I already cried this week. Can we not do this <laughs> right now? I don't want to cry in the podcast too. You really want to hear this? Flash. I'm taking off a headset. Flash. Flash is known as the greatest StarCraft Brood War player ever. He's the greatest uh, StarCraft Almost, player. almost undisputed, but, but, I mean, that's an argument anybody can have. Um, he was very good for a time in StarCraft 2, but nothing like he was in StarCraft Brood War where he was just completely dominant. He also helped develop the scene to what it is today. Yeah. He has retired. From uh from esports, yeah. He may uh do some he may he may coach a team, apparently. That's kind of like uh, you know I may I might do this. It's kind of like he's leaving that on the table. But he has retired from from competition. So there was a little bit of sad news old. if you follow the esports scene at all, huh? I said at 23 years old. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, he's, yeah. That's he's 23. He he like mastered Starcraft Brood War. He must have been like what. 15 or 16? Oh, yeah. Yep. I mean, Brutal yeah. first aired in 98. It's, I mean, so he probably played in 2005, 2006. So, yeah. yeah. That's, he, he's, he was, like, actually insanely good at StarCraft Brood War. The prime example of his ability, just Google Flash versus a Lurker, where he does, like, the five Marine Micro on the Lurkers. Like, uh-huh. If you can even imagine. Do you remember that? Oh, right. Yeah, it's like, if you can imagine doing that, by all means, give it a try. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He, just like controlling each individual unit, like at mm-hmm. like 100% perfectly, pretty much. And in Brood War, like if you ever play Brood War, the controls aren't as smooth <laughs> as they are in Starcraft. No, no, no. Very clunky. Yeah, I was really sad about that. There's also a rumor going around that Blizzard is not going to do WCS for Starcraft this upcoming year. That this is Oh, really? So that's that's the uh, that's the that's Blizzard's Starcraft League. Uh, yeah, it's a World Championship Series, what they call it. It's like basically it's it's the biggest prize pool. It's kind of what the players work towards the end of the year. So I mean, if it's actually true, I think we'll see probably the end of of like Starcraft as a main esport because I mean, you really you cannot live off of you know winning a couple tournaments here and there. Like it's just not feasible. Well, I feel like. I mean, StarCraft isn't... I wouldn't consider it a main eSport anymore. Really? I still do. With WCS, I do. I mean, I, it's still... It's still got a... Got a respectable... Si- it's it's still respectable, size-wise and popularity-wise. It's but average it's, size, okay? Yeah, no. Yeah, it's average size. But, I mean, it's yeah. it's basically been dwarfed by, like, League of, League of Legends and stuff like oh, that. Oh, everything. Like, everything. CSGO, Hearthstone. Yeah. And now, um, MLG lost the rights to... Um, Halo. Um, so, oh, really? yeah, from what I heard, like, my roommate was telling me about it. Apparently, they, like, kind of lost their ball hold on them, so it's going to start coming over to Twitch a lot more. And Oh, wow. That's kind of what Twi- MLG does. They basically will find a game early on and, like, grab it by the balls and, like, basically yeah. say, you know, okay. if you want to be a pretty. Like, like I, I, talk, I remember when we were, when I used to work for Cold Master, when I would talk to this one organization, I would say to them, like, why don't you guys stream on Twitch? And they're like, oh, if you stream on Twitch, you'll get removed from every single tournament. I'm like, really? They're like, yeah, you're like, you know, it's not something you do if you want to play, you know, certain games, COD, Halo, 
Um, I can't think of anything else. So. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. And then, last but not least, you guys probably, well, I don't know, you, you probably don't really care too much about this. There was a little announcement made about Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, which one are we going to start with? So, Final Fantasy VII is being remade as, that that's that's not new. Yeah. Um, Wait, this is not just this. This is not. <laughs> that was really fucking legitimate. Like that sounded so. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? It's Sorry. not a remaster. This is a full remake. Yes. And they just released some uh, in-game footage. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And some other news. Mm-hmm. And some other news. Blake, so why don't we talk about that? People. Blake, I'll let you lead this oh conversation. Oh my god. Don't tell All me right. people. It's already like eight. Uh, man. Blake, oh, I mean, come we on. Are you kidding? Why wouldn't I be? podcast about this? Because, we, dude. Be, Alright, no. You, you shut up for a minute. Alright, oh so here's god. what happened to everybody that hasn't been keeping up with this, if you somehow haven't. Um, they announced, they showed a gameplay trailer. The gameplay is completely different. Uh, yeah. It is not a turn-based... <laughs> Did you actually ATB driven system at all? When the, yes, because that's what we wanted. We wanted a remastered version of the original game with sprites that didn't look like shit. Not a completely new game. I will say that I wanted turn based also. I mean, okay, it, it, true, but what I'm hoping for is it'll actually be something new. I guess I don't have hopes for the combat to be good. It looks. Um, I haven't been able. I it should, looks like fifteen. It looks like 15 or Kingdom Hearts, and I haven't gotten a chance to play 15 yet, but now that I have a PS4, 15 is really I might... 15 is not out yet. No, the the demo demo is. Is the demo still available for downloads? And they just updated it. They patched the demo. Try it. Just give it a try. It's it's really fun. Okay, I need to do that. I'm really excited. What scares me is that it also, like, it's the hybrid of this action Mm -hmm. gameplay, which at the same time, like, I I can enjoy games like that. If it's done well. But I don't like that. At fi- that experience with a Final Fantasy game. It's the same reason that I don't like it in Final Fantasy 15 is because it doesn't feel like Final Fantasy and it's really not going to feel like Final Fantasy 7. Um, it's an action driven experience where you've got the thing that scares the shit out of me is the menu on the side of the screen. Yeah. Because I, I hate that going well. through the menu in Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, that I is one of the worst thing. things of that game. Going through oh, your yeah, menu. In the middle of combat, while still dodging and shit, is just super frustrating. Yeah. Um. So that's the that's a super scary change going on there. Who knows how it's going to play out? It's probably going to be very 15 esque, and I need to download that demo after today. Um. After that, the other news that came out, which this one doesn't bother me as much. I don't see a need to be mad about this until we know more. Uh, they're going to release it as episodic content. Uh, what that means is that we don't know exactly the details, but we're not going to get the full game on release. Uh, if you're familiar with stuff like Telltale's game releases, uh, the Walking Dead series, um, it's going to be like that. There's going to be part one, part two, part three. How far it's going to go, we have no idea. Part one could just cover the Mako reactor, for all we know. It could cover leaving... Um, first disc. Leaving <laughs> it could cover the entirety of the first disc. We have no idea. And everybody's getting their panties in a wad because, oh, the only reason to do it is for a cash grab. We don't actually know what the hell their pricing model is going to be. Let's go, obviously, let's assume that this is a full, full-priced full game. It's a full release. Sure. It has that kind of production value going into it right now. So it would have been a 60 American dollar release. 
if it were all packaged as one thing. We don't know if it's going to be three different uh, episodes, one for each disc, at 20 bucks each. We don't know if it's going to be... Um, Ten different releases, ten different episodes at ten dollars each or something crazy like that. We have no way of knowing right now. And uh, like it, we could basically come out even where it costs us about 60 bucks. There is the potential that they're going to go crazy overboard and it'll be something like 70, 80, 90, 100 bucks to get all of the episodes and to get all of the content. But for right now, honestly, there's no need to be that upset about it. The only thing that sucks is that when it, the first release happens, we're not going to be able to play through the full game, which right. is going to – the anticipation is really going to be rough. But aside from that, I don't care yet. So this, just, I I don't care about like the pricing. Like I don't give a shit about the price. Like who knows what the, the pricing is going to be like. There's no sense in even thinking about that right now. But right. I don't like this because of the way – I feel like when you play Final Fantasy VII, it feels like this huge, sprawling uh, story that you're taking part in. And I feel like chopping that up into little pieces is going to kind of take that away. I think the main reason that they're doing this, and this is why, this is why I'm actually excited about it, is that I think they're going to add a lot of side content. You know, like a lot of the minor characters and like kind of the stuff that was really shorthanded in the original. I think Big they're going to expand. Yeah, thing. exactly, dude. Like I think they're going to expand on a lot of the the side kind of minor stuff in much greater mm-hmm. detail. And I think that's why they're doing it this way. So you can kind of like, the, it, I think like if you just run through the main story, I think you'll probably be hit walls pretty quick. But if you actually explore the world and do a lot of the stuff, which I think a lot of like actual people who are like true fans of it will end up doing. I but think why can't you do that in one big release? Cause it might be incredibly long, dude. Final fantasy seven. If you actually play through like the first time it was what? 150 hours. If you actually so did saying- all the side content. So you're saying if so you're saying it's going to be like four or five like full size games? I would like that's potentially. What I'm hoping. That's what I'm hoping. I'm trying to look point. at it positively, and I'm a very negative person. But I just don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to like go into this like really negative. Like, all right, this is going to suck, and you know they're going to fuck it up, and the new combat system's going like, to. Well, the, like, uh, there's a lot of other worries. Stuff like the fact that it's going to be episodic kind of make like I don't see how they could do the big open world. Like the the world map that you have from Final Fantasy VII, like that's probably going to be gone, and I don't know how. Like I just don't see how they could make it work, and that really sucks to think about. A lot of the mini games, like a lot of the bigger side quests, like Chocobo breeding, mm-hmm. I don't see how they're going to incorporate that into that's a, good a point. limited episodic style. Um, I don't know either. Like, unless they keep a lot of that content locked until the very final episode. Or at least limit it. Maybe you can only go so far for each Yeah, like, extremely like on, limited. Like, you can only have a blue chocobo now. I mean, now you can I, upgrade I, to a red. It'll be like Final I mean, Fantasy X where you get the spaceship or the, the ship at the end, and then you can, like, go yeah. all over the place, like, 40 hours. Well, I mean, game. okay. But, but, I mean, in Final Fantasy VII, you were kind of limited on how many, what type of chocobo you could get in certain parts of the game. Or at least it was a lot harder early on. Don't you remember, like, early on in the, di- in the first disc, like, it's really hard to actually get to the later stages of breeding. Well, yeah, that's just because you're limited by where you can go exactly. advancing that's, Maybe the that's story. kind of the same idea. I don't know. Ish. But, like, uh, but yeah. like, you can reach a certain point after you're able to get to, I don't know, like, the beginning of disc two or something where you can start going around to the other, like, uh, once you get the airship, really, which is mm-hmm. pretty early, what, disc three? 
Um, or is I think disc it's the very three. beginning. I guess the very beginning. Of or, I, that's what I meant. It, the very Spoilers, beginning of yeah. disc three. Yeah, I'm just trying to remember where the cutoff happens. I because uh, sometimes I feel like disc three is literally only the last dungeon. But Which I it's, kind of it is. You just go straight in. But yeah. Almost, yeah. <laughs> um, so I think it's the very beginning of disc three, and then you get your airship, and then you can go around, and you can go every single place on the planet. And even before this, you can do the breeding. It's just a lot more inconvenient. Uh, but like you can just pick up chocobos from anywhere and use those to breed and all this, and then you can get to wherever you want right then, as soon as you get the gold chocobo. I just had a horrible thought. What if they try it and make like a mobile app? That like somehow interacts with your game file, like you can like. Do Don't even show. say no. Stop. Shut like, up. Like, you know, like seriously, think about that. Like I just got like the worst. I'm not thinking about ever. that. No. Like that is fucking AIDS. Like that's just terrible. I this, I think this could like, literally go one way or the other. This could literally be the greatest thing ever, or it could just be a pile of dog Jay, shit. Like going back to what you said, if they release like three or four, like, 20-hour games, like, that's, that I can see being pretty cool. Like, you got the whole maps stuff to figure sure. out, I don't know what the hell they're going to do with that, but, like, okay, I, I could I could be on board with that. Like, three or four, like, long-ass games, that sounds cool. But, like, when I hear this is going to be episodic, I, I'm, I feel like, like, I imagine taking Final Fantasy VII and chopping it up into pieces and, give it, and delivering it one at a time, and I think that really messes up the flow of like consuming that game i agree so i, I mean, guess it really it also depends, depends on how, how long it. it takes them if we're talking like once a yeah. year that is oh um, yeah, yeah that's that that's the other but thing if it's like yeah. every couple of months okay like you know i could i could be okay with that as long as it's done well so real quick i'm trying to be positive man i want it to be good. yeah 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 <laughs> So, real quick, Jay, uh, Blake, you're not a fan of the new combat system. Jay, how do you feel about the combat system? I'd be, I'll be honest. I don't think in today's world you can actually do a turn-based game like that anymore. I don't, I don't think it's possible to do on a main console. On a handheld, on a mobile device, I think it's okay. I don't think in today's world you can actually do turn-based combat. Because I just don't think people will like it. I don't think, like, for the most part. Sure, I would appreciate a solid turn-based game with a good story behind it. That'd be fantastic. I just don't think it'll be done anymore, just because most people don't like it. Most people who didn't grow up with them don't really care for it. It's just, okay. just I think that's kind of the way it is. I mean, it sucks, but if they do this well, which Final Fantasy 15 is an action RPG, and it's fun. It's a little bit different. It's got a mixture of both, and it is a little bit hack and slash, but I don't know. If they do it well, I, I just always have faith in Squaresoft. I don't know, even though okay. they've kind of fucked this over. Well, this isn't Square Soft. This is Square Enix. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I mean, their MMO. I mean, that game is really good. That, that, that's their most successful project mm-hmm. in my eyes in a long time. Definitely. But then, right next to that, we have Final Fantasy Thirteen. That never existed. So I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> a game that has what three sequels that nobody wanted. I, that, that was the best quote I've heard from somebody. A game that has two sequels that nobody wanted. Yep. All right. Let's talk about the games we've been playing. Cool. Because we got a lot to talk about later also. Yeah, I agree. Um, any, any any other new stuff real quick that you all have or you want to jump? Final Fantasy VII was the biggest thing. I didn't want to bring anything else because I figured we'd talk okay. about it too long. All right. Let's talk about games. Who wants to start? I can go first. Okay, go. All right. Let me pull up the game so I can remember when it came out. Oh, by the way, uh, in our list that we have later, you can include these games if you want to okay. on your lists. 
this is a pretty damn good game, so I don't know if I will. Uh, so for this podcast, I played a game that came out for GBA, Game Boy Advance in 2003, uh, called Mario and Luigi Superstars. Or yeah, Superstars. I'm proud of you. You had the console and the year ready. Dude, that's what I was just pulling up right now. Um, so <laughs> I, it's funny. I was, I was reading reviews about this game because I usually actually do that now just to kind of spark my criticalness of games. Um, sure. So it's funny, Blake. Uh, somebody actually compared this to the uh, – they called it the actual predecessor of um, – what's the one for uh, Super Nintendo? Is that uh, Super – Super Mario RPG. Is that the one with the seven stars? Is that what it's yeah. called? Yeah, yeah. So, because originally people talked about uh, Paper Mario claiming mm-hmm. that title, but the people actually came back and said, no, 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 that game was similar, but this game actually is the closest thing that came out afterwards that was actually, like, good um, in a lot of people's eyes. So I saw a lot of people actually saying that. So Super Mario, or sorry, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga um, is a turn-based, what do they call it? Like, not I know it's button timing, but is there an actual, like, phrase that people use for the combat system like that, Blake? Timed hits. T- timed tits? Timed hits. Timed hits. <laughs> I thought you said timed tits, too. <laughs> <laughs> Two timed tits? What? Uh, <laughs> so this is the, the, the battle mechanics have the, the same essence of, uh, of the timed tits, as Blake just said. So uh, the, <laughs> the combat, so you basically see your enemy before you engage, obviously, except for bosses. And so you can actually interact with your... Um, your opponent before you engage in combat, so you can jump on their head, you can hit them with a hammer, and then when you actually get into the combat, you will get a first strike on them and do a little bit of damage, and then there's obviously the interaction of you can dodge abilities or do uh, critical damage to an opponent by timing your hits. Um, this is a Super Mario, Mario Brothers RPG, so obviously there's the Super Mario humor. This one, um, I didn't, I, I'm really actually I was talking to Robert about this. I'm actually really glad I didn't, I didn't join in the last, last podcast because I didn't play enough of this because Fallout 4 obviously came out. So that was pretty much all I did for, you know, two weeks or whatever. But, uh, so I actually got a little like bit more. Is it really? Yep. I, I can't tell you. I, I, I looked at the, my wire, I looked at my phone today. I was like, it's December. When, when did December? <laughs> have you look out the window. <laughs> now I have. So. Anyways, so I, I just kind of went off on this. So uh, Mario and Luigi RPG is a an RPG replay as Mario and Luigi, obviously, but uh, you keep them as the same party. Um, it's got the same essence of a lot of the Mario RPGs where it's got a good sense of humor. Um, unlike the one for Super NES, you don't add additional characters. You just keep the two of them. There's a lot of out-of-combat mechanics, a lot of puzzles. So your characters will develop abilities and skills that you can actually use to interact with the map, uh, to progress through the game. The puzzles obviously are... They're not real hard. They do get more complex as the game goes on. There's some hidden objects you have to interact with. There's abilities you have to time. Um, there are obviously bonus items you can obtain for thinking outside the box and, and different things like that. And additionally, the abilities you gain outside of combat can help you get good first strikes and allows a, a lot, makes a lot easier to do so as well. Uh, for the combat system, it is fun. But it gets incredibly repetitive, and it becomes really, really easy, and there are a lot of times you can actually just completely destroy a boss entirely. Uh, so Just by, like, the, timing things right? Yeah, you time things right, but the problem is the the mobs obviously change throughout the, the duration of the game, but the problem with it is it is a different uh, different mob, but the mechanic is the same, and the rate at which you have to to react is the same. So a mob might look different, but it'll be the same timing on the ability. So you kind of go, okay, well, this is a, a blue jellyfish instead of a purple jellyfish. And this one shoots a beam 
at the same exact rate and speed, and it's still pretty easy to dodge. So, I mean, it's cool at first, but over time it gets really, really easy. And once you start, the, the defensive abilities are cool because obviously it, it retains your health, but it's the ones where you land your hammer, you land your jump properly, and you can continuously do damage. Um, and uh, you can actually do abilities that interact with both Mario and Luigi. And those ones have some pretty interesting button combinations. A lot of times you'll have to do two things at once because you control both of them. And if you time those right, you can almost one-shot bosses. So the game in that sense is pretty easy, um, especially if you really like kind of practice at it, which, you know, they, they probably assumed that some people would actually get to that point where it'd be really easy. Um, as far as the sound effects, sound effects and soundtrack go, it was kind of a miss. The, the, the sound effects were okay, but for this system, it was really bad. The music was, eh, it was a lot of revamped older Mario type songs and the couple songs that they did do, um, they actually created for this specific title were okay. And the, the, again, the sound quality was so rough that they did not sound good. And the sound effects are again, kind of a miss They're You know, obviously the same kind of Mario sound effects when you hit somebody with a hammer, you can kind of picture it in your mind, what it would sound like. They kind of just did it the same as always. They didn't really add any special effects to it. And again, the quality was a um, huge miss. So in that regard, it, it really the, – the battle music is is pretty much the same throughout the entire game. And so that kind of gets oh, really weird. annoying, especially when you do like four, five, six, seven, eight, nine battles in a row. You're kind of like – like I had to turn No. No, it doesn't. But thank you for that. This isn't Final Fantasy X. <laughs> hey, oh, hey. Um, so I was wondering – yeah, I mean, the, the game's pretty cool. The humor is, is I mean, if you like that kind of humor, that old school kind of, you know, Mario and Luigi humor that, that has some off the wall kind of comments and some weird names and stuff, it, it, it definitely holds that, which is really nice and kind of refreshing because you don't see that too much anymore. Uh, that was cool. The combat system was okay. Difficulty of the game was kind of a low, but it is, this is a game that I played a lot when I was younger and it still held true to that, which was nice. Cause I know, I think we've talked about this a lot recently was a, there's a lot of games where you're like, Oh my God, I love this game as a kid. And then you play it and you're like, was I a slow kid when I was younger? Cause this game was not <laughs> as good as I thought it was, <laughs> but uh, it was, it was really nice to play a game that actually held up to, to in that regard. Nice. Did you finish it? No, I did not finish it. Okay. But how, do you actually, know how long of a game it is? Um, I'd probably say twenty to thirty hours tops, okay. and and that's that's a stretch. I think you could probably beat it in twenty if you if you really push through it. Cool. This I might like check this out because um, I want to get a I want to get a Game Boy Advance because first of all, do you know there's like six versions of the Game Boy Advance? There's yeah. like the basic one, and then there's a mini one, and then there's an SGA or something like that. Is that what it's called? Something like that, yeah. I had, I had then, one of the original ones, and then I got one of the okay. later models as well. And then there's a second version of the SGA version that has like a much brighter screen. But yeah. um, I didn't realize that the Game Boy Advance is backwards compatible all the way back to Game Boy. Um, yeah, because I remember because the Game Boy is shaped like this. If you can look at my hands, and then it had like it had like the little cartridge would level with it, and if you put a Game Boy game, it would stick out like this much. It was really cool. <laughs> right, right, right. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I want to get one because I didn't realize they were backwards compatible, or else I would have gotten one of those instead of I bought a Game Boy Color recently, and I would have bought one of these instead if I had known that. But 
the Game Boy Advance, the newer, like the S, like not the original one, but like the version, some of the versions after that are backlit. So you can actually see the damn screen. And so like, I think that's what I'll use to, to, to play, you know, some Game Boy games and Game Boy Color games and, and some Game Boy Advance games as well. Because I want to start playing some more of those for the podcast. I'm, I, I'm wanting to. Get, I want to get one of those soon. This sounds. Like I bought it. I bought an SP because they were backlit, and I was really excited when they came out. Oh, SP. And that's SP what was, it's a square one. It's like this, yeah. But the problem is, only I, I believe I could be mistaken, but it's only certain ones are backwards compatible because they actually the cartridges don't fit in it. So I think if I remember, I, I looked into this a few weeks ago. If I remember correctly, both of the. SPs are backwards compatible, but like the mini is not. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Okay. It's something like that. I, I even the SP on, was incredibly durable. Yeah, and even on both of those versions, like I said, like on one of them, the screen, like they're both backlit, but on the later version, the screen is like much better even than the other one. The battery life on those was really good too, because I took those on yeah. road trips a lot. But, awesome. Yeah. Game Boy had a lot of really good games, so I, I think that's a really cool idea. Yeah, I'm going to pick one of those up hopefully sometime pretty soon. Cool. Okay, so good game? Good game? Mm-hmm. It had amazing reviews, by the way, like like four four 4.75 out of 5, 9 out of 10. Like, there were some... I don't think I saw anything below, like, a 7 out of 10. Nice. So, yeah. All right, Blake? Um, I played... I played Kid Fucking Chameleon... Oh my god. Oh hell yeah. I gotta Google this. Oh my god. This game. Alright, here, let me go look up the deets for you real quick. Oh, okay, since, thank you for that. <laughs> since oh you're god, being you really so. Did Wait, didn't you play this such a like pain. a few months ago? Did I? You didn't put it on no. my list. No, I don't think you did. I've uh, talked about you've it. You've talked a few about times. it. Wasn't this yeah. game on Nick Arcade back in the day? Uh, no, I think probably. Nick Ar- yeah, I don't given think Given the did. idea of the game, I think so. God, look um, at this. look how nineties this is. It's I think so you played 90s. like I think you played like ten Sega Genesis games at once and like talked about them each for like twenty seconds one time. And this is one of them. Maybe I went back and played this some more if I did talk okay. about it that time because you didn't have it on my list, so I didn't think I touched yeah, it. No, but it might have been some of mine too. But it might have been more than a year ago. <laughs> okay, maybe oh, that was that's it. true. Maybe yeah. Whatever. I need to go back and actually anyway. try and beat this game sometime. Yeah. It is hard as hell. Uh, <clears throat> all right. It came out on the Sega Genesis uh, on May twenty eighth of nineteen ninety two. You bastard. <laughs> um, you, you've got to look at the cover art for this. If uh, anybody out there has never seen the game, you really need to go. So nineties kid. Like, look at his shoes. There is a kid riding a kind of a hoverboard. He he's trying to be Marty McFly. Yep. <laughs> And he's got a leather jacket on. He's got sunglasses on. Uh, he's going real fast, and you can tell because his <laughs> hair is whipping back. And for some reason, like he, he's holding out his hands like he's riding a motorcycle. Yeah, he does, dude. Oh, my God, he is. <laughs> dude, you know what he looks like? He oh, looks, like, he looks like the Terminator as a kid. That's what he looks like. <laughs> does he not? I'll be back. Yeah, dude. Like, they just took, yeah, exactly, voice break. Oh my god! Oh man, Rob, uh, you have to check this out. <laughs> Look at Jason in the background I'm too. At, I'm looking at it. Oh uh, man, Jason back there. It's like basically Jason. Like... Yeah, it's actually 
I'll talk about that more in a bit. So the game is about like this virtual reality game because virtual reality was big hot shit in the 90s. Uh, everybody thought it was going to be the future. It kind of sounds familiar, like a lot of stuff we're hearing nowadays. Uh, and the game is about a game that is virtual reality, and these kids are getting kidnapped as they play the game. And you are going in there to save them all from the video game. Oops. Um, so the game is a 2D side-scrolling platformer. Uh, the jumping is really, really awkward floaty. Like, you jump super high in this game, and then you just kind of hover there a little bit. And it feels <laughs> way different than what I would want out of a platformer. Um, the other big gameplay mechanic, though, is if you look at the cover, the box art for the game, you'll notice that there's a bunch of crazy Bad warriors guys. behind you. They're actually you. Those oh, are all you. Oh, that's kind of uh, cool. What you do is you play as Kid Chameleon, and it, you're a chameleon. You you oh, change, okay. you blend in, and so there are question mark blocks. Basically, they're P blocks, but they're question mark blocks. And you jump into them, and then either a diamond will pop out, which fuels your special powers, or you can get a helmet that changes your form. And there's all kinds of different forms. I don't think that the box actually covers them all. I feel like there's a few missing there, but I don't remember what they are. Uh, there is one where you turn into a tank. Uh, you look like you're straight off of an Iron Maiden cover. You've got the old, uh, I think it's called a Pickelhaub, a German helmet with a spike on top. You've got a skeleton face and you're riding in a tank and you shoot skulls out at your enemies. Uh, it's ridiculously, hilariously over-the-top badass. Uh, you've got another one where you run forward really fast and you charge through things. You've got one where you turn into a samurai. Uh, you've got one where, on the box art here, they make it look like you turn into some tribal warrior with an axe. But in-game, it's pretty obvious that you're supposed to be an homage to the main character of Splatterhouse, another Genesis series. Uh, so you've got an axe, you throw axes around with that one. You've got another one where you can turn into a tornado. Uh, you've got, uh, one that lets you climb walls. Uh, there's a skateboard that you can ride around, which is actually a form that you turn into. Kind of weird. Uh, (laughs) and, yeah, it's, I, I don't know. The game's nuts. Uh, As the box art says, there are over a hundred levels. I think there's something like 115. Uh, The levels tend to be pretty short as long as you know what you're doing, but a lot of the time that can involve knowing where secret walls are. This is one of the other mechanics in the game. It's that there are just straight-up dead ends sometimes where you have to smash your face against nothingness until you fall through a certain spot and find your way to an exit. This also... This actually is kind of... Like original Mario Brothers in a way, uh, Super Mario Brothers, I should say, not the original Mario Brothers, not the versus game. So what you do is um, there are a hundred levels in the game. You're probably never going to clear all a hundred levels though. So there are shortcuts. Uh, there are things that teleport you forward by worlds at a time. So you'll be in like Hills of the Dead. Act one, and if you find a special teleporter in there, it'll take you up one zone, two zone, three zones, instead of making you go to Hills of the Dead. (laughs) 
It's kind of it's uh, ish, yeah. Um, instead of going to like Hills of the Dead Act Two, you fast forward to so- Skyscraper City Act One or something like that. Okay, and there are all these little teleporters around and figuring out, like without a guide, figuring out where you're supposed to go is very, very, very difficult. And I don't know that I ever beat this as a kid without using my game genie for Sega Genesis. This game is I didn't even know there was one of those hard. You didn't really. I don't know. I don't remember. I mean, I don't. I may have at the time. I don't. I don't remember the Genesis Game Genie. Oh well, it was awkward. <laughs> As most of the Game Genies the were, to be fair. Especially if you had like the full set of the Sega Genesis, where it's like on top of a Sega CD, and then it's like, uh-huh, got that other piece yeah. of shit sticking out the top, and then a Game Genie on top of that. That sounds amazing. If you want to do that, you go right ahead. You know what? <laughs> I really do. Um. So, all right. Yeah. You've got all these stages. It's kind of fun finding these extra routes where you're supposed to be going. Uh, the best way that you can get through this stage and skip a couple extra stages, get around these hard stages and all this shit. Uh, God, the game is just brutal, though. There are a lot of instant deaths. Like I said, the game, uh, it doesn't just use the amount of levels as its difficulty. It also makes you do... Lots and lots and lots of finding the right path, and then lots and lots and lots of incorrect guessing, falling in lava, missing a jump and going right into a pit immediately, uh, screwing up like a little block puzzle and having to kill yourself because of that. Stuff like that. Um, the timer in this game is also surprisingly punishing. Uh, I believe... Stages tend to start you off with about three minutes to finish it, Damn. and that's a that's not very long when you don't know a stage, but like the back of your hand, so to speak. So you'll be wandering around, and if you're not finding the clocks in the level, you're going to die, and uh, that's not fun. So you've got to bump into these P blocks, a.k.a. the question mark blocks, uh, and pop out uh, either the diamonds or... Uh, the power-ups or extra time. You get extra time out of those as well. The th- other thing, the diamonds are used to fuel your special abilities. Each mask has its own set of two different abilities that you can use. Uh, one, the lower tier ability costs uh, 20 diamonds to use, and the higher tier ability costs 50 diamonds to use. And this generally is just stuff like summon a snake... Uh, made of diamonds that runs around the screen and kills what it touches. Just little stuff like that. Uh, it's it's a nice little bonus overall. It's not huge, but it's cool. Uh, I got up to I got up to some skyscraper town. I can't remember what it's called. And uh, I was in this section where you have to get this fly mask, and the fly mask lets you stick to walls for a little bit, and then you can jump off of there and climb up stuff. It's a really cool mechanic, and it kind of the way that the game does some stuff is like if you're able to keep this mask up to this stage and you don't die with it or anything then there's going to be a shortcut that you can reach and all this stuff it's really fun that's cool and uh around that time where you get the fly mask is when like the first time i even died in the entire game i'd probably been playing for half an hour or up to an hour maybe even at this point and all of a sudden the game just cranks it up there's death pits everywhere there's blind that jumps is. you don't know where you're supposed to be going and uh that was my first bunch of deaths and game over 
I will be getting around to beating this eventually. I don't know when because it got to the point where it's very frustrating right now. And part of me just doesn't want to go back at all. Oh, but really? uh, I think I owe it to childhood me to finally close this one out. Conquer the beast. Conquer the beast, man. That's what I did with Super Mario oh, Brothers okay. a year ago. Oh, yeah. I remember yeah, that. I never, yeah. Sounds pretty awesome. It's a lot of fun. If you like platformers at all, I recommend it. The overall mechanics, like um, the floaty, weird jumping will take a little bit of getting used to. And learning how each different mask works is going to take quite a bit of effort. I actually almost got stuck in one stage because uh, I had to get the the mask that lets you climb walls. But the game doesn't tell you that it climbs walls. It it never yeah. hints at that in-game. <laughs> so I'm just running around. I'm walking up to this wall, and I'm like, the hell do I do now? <laughs> well, all right, I'll mash my special button and see what happens. And I tapped it a few times, and he, like, pressed up against the wall and skittered. And I was like, the hell was that move? <laughs> so then I started mashing the button really hard, and he just, like, skit, skit, and just climbed up the wall. And I was like, all right, this is weird. Hmm, that's a little weird. Uh, oh, really fun you know, whatever you're into. Love it. Sweet. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> So, Robert, what did you play? Uh, <laughs> I played Flat Out. Sweet. Which which came Sweet. out 2005. Whoa, what <laughs> month? Again. Bitch. Yeah, uh, what July. system? What system? PS2, what month, e- dog? PS2, Xbox, and PC. What month of the year, dog? July. Okay, you're good. What Check system? Dog. <laughs> <laughs> Except for PS2, it didn't come out until. Uh, oh no no, it, it was it was. Oh, so you lied to us? Yeah, you're lying was, to us. No, right I was now. right. I was right the first time. You're the worst so kind of liar, Roberto. <sighs> what are we gonna do with you, Roberto? Fine. Let me talk about that. Oh. Whoa, Blake's pissed, here? dude. Blake's thrown <laughs> shit around. <laughs> Fucking Robert's lied about the month. <laughs> Starts beating his girlfriend. <laughs> what did I do? It was Robert. <laughs> Blame Robert, damn it. Look what you made me do, Robert. <laughs> I broke this plate over her head, Robert. Do you? Are you happy now? Are you happy? Sorry, I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry. You Canadian now? What the hell is this? Yeah. ATL. Oh, what's ATL? Atlanta. Dude, I've told you five hundred thousand times. I know. (laughs) I know you live in Florida, Robert. Come on. I know where you live. You live in Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah, he freaking stalked the crap at me. I know your address. Let me see if I can pull it up. All right, we're going to stop talking about this right now. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Fallout, Flat Out, Fall. Flat Out, yeah. No, I no, played no, no, this no. game Fallout 4. <laughs> uh, Flat Out is a car racing game. Um, You race most... Uh, there are... I think, if I remember, yeah, yeah, there, there are, like, uh, road racetracks, and there's also, like, dirt road racetracks. Um, the big thing about this game, when it came out, was the uh, collision damage, as well as the fact that if you crashed into something hard enough, your driver would fly through the windshield and completely ragdoll. So, um, like, games, I mean, I guess really games still don't do that, where you can actually be ejected from your car in racing games. 
But uh, especially, but but that as well as the collision, you know, back in 2005, there, I guess, I mean, yeah, there were. This was like shortly after, I guess. This was like a few years after collision really started to be collision damage started to be really actually incorporated into racing games. There were like most games before. I guess I want to say around 2001 or 2002 was when they really started doing that. And this one seemed to do it a little bit better than most uh, in 2005. Where like when you hit something, it would actually it actually damages the part of the car that gets hit. So that was kind of that that's that's the way that it was different from other collision collision games in other games. Yeah, technology. How about that? Um, so those were kind of like the big draws, like just the wrecks and stuff. So you know you might be there. There's a lot of like destructible stuff on the courses too. You might like knock into a sign and the sign will fall over. But like I said, if you crash into something going full speed and it's not something that you're just gonna like smash through, then your dude just like launches from the windshield of the car and just ragdolls all over the place. That's kind of fun to watch, you know. Nowadays, that it's not like super entertaining. I mean, it's it's kind of funny whenever it happens, but you know, it's not gonna hold your attention for a super long amount of time. Um, so the racing itself is like. Good. It's nothing special, but it's definitely like do it's you know it's 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 doable. It's fun. It's not like anything revolutionary as far as just the racing itself goes. Some of the I feel like some of the collision detection is a little bit off. Like the damage is fine, but there were some times where I would like I felt like I would just barely miss something, but it would register as me hitting it, and of course my guy would go flying out of the car. <laughs> but the controls are pretty good. Uh, the, the dirt roads can be a little bit frustrating cause you skid out really easily on them, but that's cause they're dirt roads. So that's kind of the point. But, um, like the cars look good. There, there's a little bit of car selection you can do and you can like upgrade your cars as you go along and win more races. So that's all, that's, that's kind of a nice feature to have. Um, the other thing, the other mode in this game, which really would have been cool if they had like done this a little bit more extensively is like I don't know I forget what it's called in the game but it's like these uh little challenges you do where you're in like a stadium and they might have like like a big dartboard type thing set up or or I I might I might be misremembering on that one but one of them is like a long jump type thing and what you have to do is uh drive your car super fast and then crash into something and then you push a button at the right time and it launches your guy out of the windshield and you're trying to see how far you can launch your dude out the windshield. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. That's funny. So that's pretty fun. Like, that's that's pretty unique. Like, no other game did this at the time. And really... So I was going to say, especially at that time. Yeah, yeah. So that's really cool. There's also one where, like, you, you drive, you know, of course, you get as much speed as you can. And then you, like, hit a ramp that basically launches you straight up, and it's like a high jump. So you're trying to, like, get your car up to a certain point. And like I said, I think there is, like, a dartboard one, too, if I remember correctly. It was actually – I played this this game a while back, so my memory is a little bit fuzzy on it. This was, like, a couple months ago when I played it. I think there's, like, a dartboard one also where you also launch your guy out of it and you try to, like, hit the right part of, like, this humongous dartboard. I could be making that completely up, but there's something like that. But anyway, there's this one mode of the game where you do, like, little mini games like this. And that's really cool. It's really fun. It's something that like other games don't have, but there's not enough of it. Like there's those two or three modes and that's all there is. 
And on like the long jump one, like I never quite figured out how to get it to work just right to where like my guy, like he would always go pretty far, but he can never go, he would never go like far enough for me to unlock like whatever it was to do the next like challenge or whatever. Um, on that version of this mode. So really cool ideas. The execution was maybe slightly off, but it's kind of like one of those games where you really commend them just for, like, just for, like, actually having those ideas and, and putting this in a game and, you know, executing it fairly well with a few problems. Um, I think that's all I got about Flat Out. I respect it. It's got a few issues, but it's fun Would to you play. recommend it to a friend or an enemy? And they tried some new stuff. I would recommend <laughs> it to a friend. That's a good way of putting <laughs> Should no, that be sure. our our test, like our litmus test from now on? Friend or enemy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, friend or enemy. Yeah, okay. There, I'm looking at it. There is a uh, there is a giant dartboard. I didn't just make that up. There you go. You want to you want to drive your car and and smash and and eject your guy into a giant dartboard? This is the game for you. Who doesn't want that? Uh, you got me. Do I? Yeah, you got me. Okay, okay. So okay. for the sake of time, I'll stop that right there. Because <laughs> we've got still loads of stuff to get to. Loads of stuff. What guys do you want to know about? What do you guys want to know about the game that I didn't get to? What, what, what color were your shoes? In the game? I never. I don't remember seeing his shoes. He was flying through the air too The guy fast. was barefoot? Yeah, that, that, that doesn't really seem very safe. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, yeah, no, no. You, you play these kind of games? Maybe that's why he crashed so much because he didn't have good traction on the pedals. That's true. Were they Nikes or like Asics? What, what, what are we talking about here? Uh, Asics. Reeboks. Reeboks. Oh, those were pretty big in the nineties. Those are New Bounds. It was the no. He was wearing Air Jordans. <laughs> that's your problem. Actually, this right? was two thousand five, so this would have been past the Air Jordan. Oh yeah, I was thinking nineties. Just assumed. Yeah, you're way off. Anyways, I'm sorry. I'll stop talking. Uh, okay. So let's go to... Sorry. I like that. I like that, that bumper music. You want to do it again? Nice, nice. I can edit that in. No, I can't. I can't talk anymore. I'm learning okay. my voice. All right. So we talked, so last time we said that we were going to do top three things we don't like about point and click adventure games. Um, and that was a lie. And that we was determined a lie. that was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> we no Robert determined that because I forgot I realized that this is probably going to be our last episode of the year unfortunately are you fapping or clapping that was clapping I don't answer that question okay <laughs> I thought I mean if you fap you're also cl- you're also like clapping you, you like smack your hands together at the same time right only if you're Blake <laughs> ow <laughs> uh, I, my testicles are hurting just thinking about that. <laughs> no, none of the test, dude. You're doing it wrong. Whoa, whoa what? Whoa, Why what? are you clapping your hands together while you? Never mind. All right, top Why are you threes for the last episode of the year. That's right, everybody. So, multiple top threes. Yeah, so so we changed it to do like like what our tradition is now. We did this last year. Uh, for the end of the year, top threes. We're doing our top three. Uh, favorite games that we played for the podcast that we had never played before, followed by, or in some order, top three games we played for the podcast that we have already played before, 
And then the top three worst games that we played for the podcast this year. We'll probably start off with the worst. So we can end on a high note, because we're, we're positive. Okay. Um, Thanks, we also said that we were going to do our top three favorite breakfasts. What? Because <laughs> it's kind of what? a long story. I, well, no, should we save that one? Uh, whatever, I don't care. No, 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 I think we're going to save that one is what I'm saying. Okay, okay, okay. We said we were going to, but we're going to need to save that one also for the sake of time. Because we're going to talk about the video, or the game awards in a minute also. Uh, but we did get, we did get someone write in and tell us our, their top three favorite breakfasts. I'll probably save that for the next episode. Good. I try to who emailed uh, you. Huh? I try to know who emailed it, you. It was Core of Bree on Twitter. Oh, okay. I'll Is save that her. Email? That sounds like a Twitter. What? That sounds like a Twitter, not an email. That's a tweet. That's a Twitter. You said Twitter. that this person emailed you. You don't email us, Robert? You, that was know, false advertising. We're not Twitter. about that life. Is this your first time doing this, Robert? You new to this? Yeah, welcome to the internet. Oh my gosh, I don't like you. Can you handle this anymore? <laughs> we feel the same about you, so. <laughs> Alright. To make things easy, let's go in the same order we did our games, unless anybody okay. specifically wants to go last. Oh, I'm fine with it. Um, you, so we're talking about the top three worst of the year, correct? Let's start off, if, does that sound good to you guys? Sure. Yeah. Top three worst games we played for the podcast this year. Blake, what's your number? I mean, Jay, what's your number three? Yeah, I was going to say, we're going the same order. Blake, uh, you go first. Oh, my God. Okay. Worst post. Uh, let's see. What would be my worst one out of this list? Um, hmm. I'm going to go with Mystic Quest. Mystic Quest would be my number three. So Mystic Quest for Super Nintendo, uh, Squaresoft, very repetitive. I go into this game thinking, yeah, I want to play this game again. It's really fun. And you hit A button. I think it's A button for about 20 hours and the game ends. And it's, <laughs> it's just not that good of a nice. game. It's just, yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, Mystic Quest, is, uh, it almost made my top three worst, too. Yeah. It's in either, like, the number four or maybe number five. Yeah, so. it was like it was like one of those ones where it was, like, bad, but I kind of knew it was bad going into it, so, like, I didn't really want to put it as my number one, but, yeah, no, it's bad news. Yeah, bears. yeah. It, it's just not a good game. The story is bad. The gameplay is just it should so feel bad too. simplistic. Yeah, the storyline is just... There's, like, a couple humorous moments in it, but, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah a couple humorous moments over 10 or 15 hours doesn't save me. <laughs> and last boss, you can one-shot with your eyes closed, yeah, yeah. Is it like a humorous moment where like you you almost giggle out loud, like it, maybe? It's like almost good. It's almost like the same humor as Secret of Evermore, but just doesn't meet the mark. It doesn't hit the mark. Like that's that's the if, if you play if you played Secret of Evermore and you liked it, this is like imagine if Secret of Evermore's humor just like missed every time they made a joke. Who's who's Mark? Secret of Evermore? What? Just the uh, mark. Oh, uh, all right, anyway, like, I, I, I missed <laughs> that joke. It. That's how bad it was. Holy shit. Anyways. Uh, that kind of joke belongs in Mystic Quest, Robert. <laughs> Is it a yoke or a joke? <laughs> uh, anyway, my number three. Uh, I mean, Mystic Quest almost made my list. I feel like there was another one. Uh, I was kind of thinking of Sonic the Hedgehog, but it wasn't a terrible game. It's just not very good. Kind of the same as Castlevania 3. They're both just, uh, they weren't the worst things ever, but. Yeah, Mystic Quest would definitely be my number four. <laughs> That's what I'm like, 
And it's like it's it's bad, and you like you want to. It should feel bad for being bad, so you're like, yeah, I gotta talk about it. I just want to make sure everybody knows that I hated this game. <laughs> it was it was not a good game. It was not good. Yeah, uh, my number three is Donkey Kong Country, which oh, damn. going into it, like I knew uh, it was something from my childhood that I played it, and I was like, I don't know why everybody loves this. I played it when I was younger too, and I didn't care for it at all. Yeah. And I went back and played it again, and it was a little bit better than it was back then. 100%ing the game is um, really, really, really dumb design of having to find all of the secret rooms, and the secret room rules don't always make sense and all this crap. Uh, so I didn't like that. And then just overall, the gameplay is pretty much just the most minimalist, simple platformer you can think of. You've got your character, you run forward, you jump on some stuff, you swing sometimes... And that's about it. It's got nothing special aside from maybe graphically. And even that, I was not that Yeah, no, no. Yeah, I was going to say. The music was kind of... For the time... Well, okay, the music is very, very, very good. Uh, And graphics... The intro music? How great is that intro music? Like, all of the music in the game is actually really solid. I don't remember at any point thinking, oh, this track sucks. Some of them weren't great, and I don't want to listen to most of the soundtrack outside the game. (laughs) But in the game, it was. I, I can think of a track stuck in it. The track where you're riding the rail on that track. How do you remember this, <laughs> dude? That was like the most one of the most iconic fucking levels from that game. Are you kidding me? It was the most. Fr- My brother broke his Game Boy on that level because it was so fucking frustrating. Game oh. Boy. Yeah, game Boy, he had yeah. For, cause it, they transferred it over to Game or ported it over to Game oh, Boy. Oh really? Uh huh. Yeah, he broke his. He like the SP. You know how was that square shape that like opened and closed like a laptop? He literally yes. snapped it in half. <laughs> like clean it was insane he was so mad that game awesome yeah all right uh my number three is i'm gonna go with another world um this is kind of like donkey kong country this is one that a lot of people did like back in the day um i didn't play this i don't think when it first came out but it does it i can it's another it's it's like how i said about i don't know i think i said this about some game earlier i don't remember what game it was but I can see how it, uh, like, why people really like this game when it came out. It's got a really cool, uh, art style. The animations are really, really smooth in it. Um, some, some aspects of the gameplay are, are pretty cool, but it's too frustrating where it's like, you have to do, like, exactly what the game designers want you to do. And there's, like, no ifs and or, no ifs, ands, or buts. If you don't do what they think you should do, then you're gonna get killed by this monster. And and you gotta start over on this area of the level. It's it's. I feel like I've heard pretty, really good things about this game. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, you probably have. I mean, it's a pretty good. It's a pretty cool game in theory, but the gameplay itself does not really hold up. There there's also yeah. places where like you straight up have to guess. Am I gonna go left or right? And you go left and you die. <laughs> and then so you start over. And you're like, okay, I'm gonna Sounds go like right. Old like this one. Those old school dungeon crawlers for like NES. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You hit a pitfall. What? Yep. There's a lot of stuff like that. So after a little while, I just couldn't take it. I I, I don't want to – I didn't play a lot of really bad games this year. So this isn't terrible, but I don't – I didn't really like it. I don't consider this a good game anymore. Okay. Number two, J. Number two. Let's see. Number two would be Jurassic Park for Sega Genesis. Another game that I had really high expectations for, and the controls and the overall gameplay was just absolute dog shit. There were levels that were just not fun, just 
stupid graphic walls. Just, <laughs> yeah, oh, remember, God. were you talking about I think it? It was a pile of crap. Yeah, definitely not my dinosaur monster. crap. Right? Ah, I see what you did there, but it wasn't. Ah, ew. That you had to put your hand into <laughs> the glove because ew. it's a sick triceratops. Oh, I see what you did there, <clears throat> bro. <laughs> Blake, that's me. My number two. And there's one specific reason for it, although it, it, overall the experience was not that good. Uh, the one specific reason, though, we'll get to that. My number two sure. is Legend of Zelda Second Quest, in at number two. Ah. So all the twos, they're lining up. It's the thing. Um, <laughs> Sounded Italian. <laughs> hey! It's like Mario. The big reason that I hated my playthrough Second Quest is because at one point in the game, uh, I believe it was actually the very first dungeon I had fully explored everything. I bombed all of the walls that I could find, and nothing was happening. And I wasn't sure why. And that's because on the second quest, without any warning, without any explanation, without any indication, the game has decided to add in invisible walkthroughable walls. Nice. Good add on. Yeah. Wait, so, invisible walkthroughable, doesn't that just mean like it's, the, it's you like a hidden passage where you have to press up against it for a, a second? Oh, and so then it's you a wall, eventually the wall, walk through it. It's like an the wall invisible is, doorway. Yeah, that's invisible true. doorway. And that's what I hated about that playthrough. There was some other stuff like yeah. they move the items around so it's more difficult to find some stuff. And your playthrough is a little bit different. Like you don't have the boomerang early and all this shit. But most of that stuff, it's whatever. The fact that they added in a completely new mechanic – Without explaining anything to you, um, I really, really disliked that compared to the original first quest in that Legend of Zelda. Yes, um, it pissed me off really bad. I either I either uh, found it on a walkthrough. I think it was a walkthrough that I found, or I asked somebody in my chat, and I was like, "This is the dumbest, worst idea that they have added." Period. It they, won't they get worse actually... than this. They actually made something worse than the random bush burning gameplay. Um, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, to be fair, the last time I had to do the random bush burning was when I was like seven years old. So it's been a while <laughs> and I don't exactly remember that. It sounds worse. Yeah. That's a good one. My number two is Wacky Wheels. Wacky is... Wheels! <laughs> Sorry. Damn it, Blake. That's good. No, I like it. It's more or less a uh, Mario Kart ripoff for people who didn't have Super Nintendos. This was on PC. Uh, and it's a kart racer where you shoot porcupines at each other. And it's just not very what? fun. What did you just say to me, bro? <laughs> you might not have been here when I talked about this game. I don't think I was. But yeah, there's like porcupines all over the place just doing random shit like reading the newspaper or like lifting weights or like sitting on the yeah, toilet or like just like standing in a trench coat, and if you run over them, then you basically get them as ammo, and you can shoot them at other at other go-karts. You're saying but this it's like, like it's okay. A, it's a whole lot, no. It's a whole lot like Mario Kart. And a lot of people liked this game back in the day, because if you didn't have a Super Nintendo, this was the closest thing you could get to playing something like Mario Kart. But it's really not a very good game. The, the driving, like the racing mechanics are really awkward, and the, like the porcupine stuff's really weird. And like the characters are not that interesting either. You basically like there are animal characters that you that you pick to drive as, but like it's just like a shark, a giraffe, a panda, you know, like stuff like isn't that normal that stuff. interesting to look at. 
So, uh, yeah, Wacky Wheels, it was just a very, very mediocre game. Number one, Jay, what was the worst game in the history of 2015 that you played just for this podcast? Uh, definitely Final Fantasy Tactics Advanced. This was such a disappointment. <laughs> again, like I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to go into detail again because I'll just get really depressed. But I, I really tried to give this game another shot after contemplating suicide and having to go to Suicide Watch program and all that other shit that I do and waste a lot of money. I gave it another try and now I have scars on my wrists that are half an inch deep. That game is just terrible. Like it's just like a pile of shit doesn't even. God, the game is so bad. Tritera- Triceratops shit. <laughs> Fuck you, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking soapy. Alright, I like it. I, that was very concise. Thanks. Straight to the point. All you right, didn't give on. it. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Let's keep going, Robert. Stop talking about it. Don't want to talk about it. Right? Okay, Blake. My number one was this crappy Game Boy game called Super Mario Land. Uh, apparently our number one today so far, Robert, you better not disappoint me here, but we're going for portables. Old portables really suck sometimes. Dude, I like Super Mario Land. You have bad taste. We've established that. Super (laughs) Mario Land sucked because the jumping, the the jumping was awful. The screen size is bad. It it just doesn't feel like a very fun game at any point of me playing it. I had no fun with it at all. It was a completely dreadful experience, and I'm very glad to never go back to playing it. Robert, what's your number one? My number one is Police Quest 3. Alright. This is, this is a Sierra point and click. <clears throat> and ha- as has been the theme for this podcast, whenever I play a Sierra point and click adventure, I end up hating it. <laughs> it was, um, so I played Space Quest Five this year also, and that would that would have been my number four. It wasn't terrible, but it was there are parts of it that are bad. Like these games just have not held up. Uh Police Quest Three was especially bad because there is stupid shit like Okay, I hope you remembered what uh time of day flashed up in the corner of the screen five minutes ago because you have to write that down on the ticket you're writing this guy. And if you didn't write that down, then you've like failed this part of the game. Or like Make sure you follow the 100% correct protocol when you're checking this guy into the jail, which I'm not sure how you're supposed to know what the protocol is, but you just better know what it is, because if you don't forget to do this one little thing, then you fucked up. Or, like, once you get to this point of the game, you better have looked in this random spot, because you you need to have done that or else you fail this part of the game. Like, it is, even as far as, like, stupid design decisions in... uh old point and click old sierra point and clicks i guess pretty much go like this one was especially bad it wasn't as bad as king's quest 5 which i i think i played for, in 2014 uh that's still the worst yet or maybe it was king's quest 6 whichever one it is but police quest 3 was really bad why don't we rotate so it's not always me capping them off every time oh baby uh <laughs> 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 we'll do uh We'll go Blake starts first this time. Wow. And then it goes Blake, me, that's, Jay. This is a terrible wow, that's insane. Game. You're going to regret this. this. Is, you're going crazy. How could you do this? What? <laughs> oh, God. What are you man. thinking? Are you actually thinking? Are you at all? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I'm not. I'm thinking outside the box, bro. What's in the Ooh. box? What's in the box? <laughs> the box. 
Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was 2014 that I played King's Quest Five. Just just to uh just for the record, or else that would have definitely been my number one. I'm not allowed to say that phrase in my job anymore. Huh? I'm not allowed to say that phrase in my job anymore. What's in that? Book? I don't know what you're talking about, but we're gonna move on. All right, Robert. Blake, what was? Which one are we the, doing? Uh, played. We're gonna do the, the games that we had already played. And okay. So good. top three games the one that, that I have here. That we already I've had been, played before. I've been trying to figure this one out for a little bit now. My number two and three. I just there are so many games that I don't that were all good. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess for my number three, I'll keep with my number my numbers theme, and I'll just <laughs> say, uh, Devil May Cry three. Okay. Which uh, list was this? Ma- I'm sorry. Uh, top three that we have played before. That we have played before, okay. Yes. Um, Devil May Cry 3, I played it a long time. It's probably one of the games that helped actually develop me as a gamer that could beat video games A gamer easily. girl? or uh, A gamer guy. Spelled G-A-I. Yeah. I'm How do you high. game? Um, in the I'm new, while nibbling on the controller. Are you a gamer? <laughs> nice. <laughs> God damn it. Anyway. But anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Devil May Cry 3. Very challenging game. Uh, just great gameplay. Very fun, stupid story. Uh, it doesn't take itself seriously, and it lets you be completely crazy. And I love it for that. It's a great action game. All right, Jay, number three. Uh, number oh, three. No, I'm, hold on, hold on. I think it's... Uh... It's me. You go last on this so one. Why do you ask me? Like, you ask me questions, and then, like, do you understand <laughs> it's how... because I remember it. I forgot for a second that I remembered. Hey, my number three that I had played already before is... Uh, I'm going to go with Metroid. It was a close call between this and Super Mario Kart for my number three, but Metroid... Uh, I hadn't played it much, but I had played it. Uh, I didn't get very... I mean, I got, I got a few hours into Metroid, and I got stuck pretty hardcore, but um, it's... There are... You know, it has its problems where it's, like, really difficult to figure out, like, like how to navigate the levels because it starts, like, looping through parts of the world and you don't know, like, if you're supposed to keep going or backtrack and go somewhere else entirely or what. But the whole feel of the game, like, they just, they did a really good job with that. And the controls are, are pretty responsive and, and, and all that. It's, uh, I, I feel like Metroid is really, really tough, but besides... That aspect of it, it, it's held up very well. And it looks, it just looks really good. Cool. The whole, like, level design and the character design is awesome. Jay, now why don't you go? Alright, uh, I'm gonna go with, uh, God of War as my number three. Uh, this is a game that I played, like, many, many years ago, and it's another one of those games that, you know, we kind of talked about what kind of games have held up over the years, and we really enjoyed playing the second round, and, this was another really refreshing t- series or title that was a lot of fun to play, and yeah, I mean, it, it was as, pretty much as much as you could expect from it. All right, Blake, number two. I I just want to say I'd like God of War one. I think is the only one in the series that I really enjoyed. Oh yeah, really? Yeah, like the, the, the other two fun. were okay, but they just started to go completely nuts, like. I've just, it it never felt like it needed to be a trilogy to me. God of War 1 (laughs) felt like a done game. It started a story. It completed the story. 
Uh, and then the next few, it was just like, oh, Kratos is angry. Look at him go. Well, okay. The story, I'll give you uh, the one, the, the way that the first one was done was story wise. It felt like kind of like it was written by a book or like a comic book or something. It was yeah. really well done. But overall, the gameplay still held up very well in the later titles, I felt. But yeah. Yeah, no the gameplay was okay. The gameplay probably, it, it made improvements, but overall, they were fairly small. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then story-wise, they just completely went downhill. Just like, look, he's angry and smashing this chick's face against something now. Ah, <laughs> like, oh, whatever. Um, my number two, again, continuing my number theme, apparently, where my numbers tie in together, uh, I went with Mega Man 2. Part of the problem I was having with my list a minute ago was that I wasn't sure what I wanted to do with Mega Man 2 and Mega Man 3. Uh, I kind of wanted to pick between the two of them. And Mega Man 3, well, it has some good things to it. I don't think it's in my top three that I played this year. Mega Man 2, however, has held up very well for me. Even if at points the enemy weaknesses make the game a bit silly easy. Thanks Metal Blade for shitting on basically every single fight in the entire game. <laughs> the music is great. Uh, the bosses are fun. Aside from being a little too weak sometimes, or most of the time, uh, and well-designed stages, just a overall okay. really good game. I like it. My number two is Monkey Island 2, LeChuck's wow. Revenge. Wow. Shocker. Not even number one. Not even number one. You'll see why in a minute. Oh, okay. Uh, but, um... Yeah, I don't have a lot to say about it. I don't want to go on for too long, but it wasn't, it actually didn't hold up as well as I thought. I remembered liking this game a whole lot more than Monkey Island 1 at the time. Uh, now I have to say that I definitely think Monkey Island 1 is better, and I definitely like that one more. Uh, but it's got a few problems where like some of the puzzles are like, Really pretty random, and there's even as far as like goofy point-and-click logic goes, like the logic just doesn't really work out. So there, there's some parts where like you're almost just guessing at what to do, but the game looks amazing, and you know it's got the it nails the Monkey Island humor that was in the first one. The story's pretty good. Uh, it draws on a little bit too long, and it's got those kind of hang-ups with with some of the puzzles, but overall, great game. I kept it oh. under 30 minutes. Yeah, I was, I was impressed. We were timing you. <laughs> Me and Blake were talking shit to you via another Skype. <laughs> Wait, what other Skype do you have? Shut nothing. Oh, um, uh, all right, uh, Jay, number two. Uh, number two. Um, so my next two are kind of like more series oriented, but the first one is Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Um, this year, I actually played a lot more of them after I played it for the podcast. I think I played the third one for the podcast, correct? You guys don't remember. Um, uh... <laughs> But this this you style play, I think is, you played the third one, yeah. Yeah. So this style of gameplay, obviously, like I'm primarily focused on RPGs. It was really nice to play something a little bit different, and these games hold the very very special place in my heart. So it was it was really fun to play. Obviously, this one three was good, but the as the series progressed, it obviously got much more refined, and they fixed a lot of the really annoying uh, issues with it. Um, but what, after I played the third one, I ended up playing some of the uh, the newer ones, and they're actually pretty fun. I mean, they're not something I would play for you know an extended period of time, but they're pretty damn fun. And I, I definitely, it's something I can play with you know more than just myself. Yeah, play with myself. <laughs> awesome. Nice. Blake, number one, 
best game number we had one. Also, this list wasn't. I feel like you missed some. I don't talking know how, to me. Oh, it's no, very no, no. possible. Um, for my you did game miss that I played well. this year. Yeah. Okay. I checked. Which sucks because this is all I have to base it on, and I know that there is probably one or two games per these each top three that could have easily <laughs> knocked one of these games off. But well, you can perhaps. include it if you think that I missed it. I just don't remember what they are, though. That's my problem. Oh, oh, okay. like, I feel like there are definitely games that I hated that I played this last year, and there are some other ones that I really loved, but I don't remember what they are. So probably, I probably missed them, yeah. Um, my number one is Kirby Superstar. The game has held up. Oh, cool. Uh, it, it, it's just a fantastic, fun, lighthearted game still. Uh, great, fun, fun, fun. That's all it is. It's just a fun game. <laughs> very bright it's very colorful uh the music is just happy kirby's happy to be eating things even the things don't look that horrified to be getting swallowed by kirby phrasing (laughs) i did it on purpose sweet 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 Sweet. all right so the reason monkey island 2 only made number two on my list monkey island was number one because I also played Metal Gear Solid 3 this year. <laughs> Do you know that I excluded Final Fantasy Tactics and Final Fantasy X from my list because that would have been boring? That was a bad idea. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Do you want me to talk about Final Fantasy X or Tactics again? What was the rule? Okay, what was the bet you had with, uh, what's his name? You couldn't talk about what again, Robert? No, I can I talk about remember. Metal Gear if it's part of one of my top threes, but I can't just bring it up. Okay. If it, I can't just bring it up on my own for no reason. Anyway, Metal Gear Solid 3, I actually... Um, there were some parts where I was just kind of like wanting just to get through it, uh, and I wasn't like really enjoying it. Like some of the parts where it's like ridiculously hard to get through without, uh, causing an alert. Like I would just kind of like run through just so I could get to the next part of the game and save then. Uh, my dog's barking at something, but the, the cuts you're talking about Metal Gear Solid. That's why he's barking. (laughs) The cutscenes in this game are like freaking fantastic and like the goofy, you know, the whole feel of Metal Gear Solid 3, like, I feel like it really came out in this one even more so than 1 and 2. Um, awesome game. There you go. I'm not going to say anything. Shane is shaking his head right now. Just You would, Robert. No, it, this was Tommy. Oh, that's right. It was I made Tommy. The bet with. Yeah, I made the bet with him. But I didn't lose the bet because this is part of my top three. Yeah, every top three he's going to be like, oh, yeah. Top three colorful games. Oh, Metal Gear Solid, a lot of color in it. But, you know, my favorite part about that game is, you know, the sniping boss? That's where it's going to go. That is the best part of the game. Yeah, or it's one of the best parts. There's some good parts in that. You've said that the like a thousand times. is when Ocelot tries to, like, stab You realize you're talking about this eye. game right now? He stabs him in the eye, but it's the eye that he already had ripped out, and he just, like, looks at him and smiles. It is... It's hilarious. Alright, last one. Jay, go. Uh, so, like I was talking about before, I excluded Final Fantasy Tactics and 10 from my list because I don't want to bore people. Um, I, the last, or my number one for this list was actually the Dynasty Warriors slash Samurai Warriors series. Um, so I played one of them for the podcast. I think I played Dynasty Warriors 3 for the podcast. And then I ended up playing 4, and then I ended up playing Samurai Warriors, and then I ended up playing Samurai Warriors 2, and I just had a blast. I actually played one of them with my roommate. I played one of them with my brother and my girlfriend. It was just really fun games. They're obviously hack and slash. The stories are very generic and kind of whatever. Music's pretty good, but all around really fun games. Very arcade style. Well, I guess it's kind of arcade style, but... Just really fun games, and there's not much there's not much depth to it, so you can plug it in, play it for a while, stop, 
come back, you know, it's nice. Cool. Oh man, I just made an awesome joke when my microphone was on mute. You should right. leave it that way. All right, yeah, yeah. Jay, <laughs> let's. Uh, whoa, Uh-oh. let's start this last list. What's the last? Oh, games. I only have one for this. Oh, all right. Yeah, I, I didn't play a lot of new games. I, I played a lot of games that are that I like really enjoyed as a kid and came back to, type thing. Okay, so that'll save am us a little I going bit last time. this time, or are you going last, Rob? You're, I think I'm gonna go. Yeah, it'll go me, Jay, Blake. Okay. Yeah, I only have one, so whatever you, whatever. So you we'll save you time. for the end. Okay. Yeah. Then, or or like you can go on the last round, but Jay, Blake will be okay. last. Yeah. So I'll start. So the best game that I, or the third best game that I played this year for the podcast that I had not played before, it was a really hard toss up between Grim Fandango and Katamari Damachi. Oh, Katamari. And yeah. It almost pains me, but I gotta give the bronze to Katamari Damachi. Katamari is such a fun game, man. I love it's that. It's so game. much fun. It really it, is. Like, like, Grim Fandango is a really good game, but there are parts of that game where I just really wanted just to move on. Like, I felt it really dragged on a bit too long in some places. Uh, some, I mean, kind of similar to Monkey Island too. It was, some parts were like, I think a lot, like a little bit harder than they should be just to kind of like figure out what in the world I was supposed to be doing. I did get bored in some spots, even though it's a good game. With Katamari Damachi, I would play a level and then like not beat it, you know, in fast enough time to get past the last level, and I like would just keep playing it over and over again. Like yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't stop playing this damn game. It's so fun, so man. much fun. Man, I want to play that game now, damn. But yeah, but it's it's like and and then it's so like especially when you get to the later levels and you get these huge balls of junk and you're like picking up buildings and dinosaurs yeah. like and airplanes like and it shit. is so satisfying to do that like especially when you start off just picking up like little like pineapples and stuff like that good pick i'll stop i'll stop yeah you're damn right, right. like we're talking shit Can't about you again <laughs> all right blake number 3 um uh where did my list go give me a second okay uh my number 3 that i never played before until this year was gunstar heroes uh, uh on there. Yeah, it was between like uh I got to give an honorable mention to Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island after making myself play through the entire game. Yoshi's Island was enjoyable even if the crying from the baby was Oh. So bad. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes that beeping noise. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah. So too far. Oh it beeps and wow. Oh my god, it is fucking ridiculous. I don't it know does. what they it, were thinking. It's not an exaggeration. That's why I <laughs> yeah. It's one of the things I absolutely hate about that game. Aside from that, it's not a bad game. I personally killed that baby numerous times, I'll tell you right now. It wasn't quite good enough to make my top three list. Instead, Gunstar Heroes that I just played the other week made it on there. Um, I've always been a fan of the action shooter type games. uh, Stuff like Contra, or even if you want to go as far as comparing it to something like uh, Gradius, uh, Super Earth Defense Force, the games like that. Uh, it's just a fun action game. It's a really well done one. I feel like I know this All right. game. Yeah, it sounded pretty cool when you were talking about it the other day, or the last episode, or whenever that was. Uh, number two for me was... Where'd my list go? Here we go. Ah, okay, number two, Devil May Cry 1. Hmm. Pretty oh, awesome. nice. Yeah, pretty awesome action game. Um... I mean, I don't really have anything bad to say about it. I guess the only thing I would say is that I wish instead of having, like, four bosses and 15 boss battles where each boss is repeated, like, three or four times, 
I wish they would have more bosses to fill up all the boss battles. Because you literally fight, like, most of the bosses three times. But uh, besides that, I mean, this is just a really solid action game. It was really cool. The graphics, the whole graphic, the art style of it is really cool. The graphics are all right. The, the action is, like, you know, not as over the top as Devil May Cry apparently gets in the sequels. But, uh, like, ju- like, not goofy over the top, but just, like, sort of, like, badass action over the top, which is cool. He said goofy. Listeners at home, take your drink <laughs> now. Shit. Yeah. Oh, okay. If you were talking about Metal Gear Solid, goofy, you say sweet, then I take a drink. Sweet, <laughs> <laughs> sweet, Metal Gear Solid, goofy. <laughs> Blake, number two. My number two was sweet. a game that I was really not expecting to enjoy that much. Uh, it was Link's Awakening, the Game Boy title. Uh, the game oh. was, uh, everybody always says that, like, this is one of their, if not their absolute favorite Link game of all time, their favorite Zelda game, and I thought, nah, there's no way that this game is gonna be uh, anywhere close to what I feel for Link to the Past, and to be fair, it wasn't, it wasn't Link to the Past here for me, but it was a much more enjoyable, much more fun experience than I was expecting to get out of it. Uh, it, it's got its small flaws, like, um... I ended up semi-sequence breaking the game so that it didn't properly tell me to go at one point very well. <laughs> Aside from that, though, a very fun, enjoyable experience. On a scale of 1 to 3, uh, Sweet being the <laughs> lowest and Metal Gear Solid being the highest and Goofy being in the middle, where would you rate it? Uh, I mean, out of those three things, where would you rate it, Robert? I, I'd rate it a Metal Gear Goofy. <laughs> oh, dude, that's pretty That's pretty intense. Jeez, that's, that's a higher rating right there. Congratulations, Roberto. <laughs> Um, alright, so down to number one, I get, so it'll go me, Jay, Blake now. Uh, you guys know what my number one is. Think about it. No. Best game I played this year. I saw, like, even had played or haven't played, it doesn't make a difference. What's the best game that I played this year? You know Monkey it. Island 1. You know it. He has played that, though. Um. Yeah, I've played that. I don't, I don't remember. Oh, that's right, it's a new game, I'm sorry. Earthbound. Uh, oh! Right. Nice. Yeah, Earthbound totally just destroyed everything. It completely lived up to the hype. And I'm very Leaps glad that I played it now. Oh. What? What? I don't know what you said. But I don't really care. Earthbound is a really good game. Phenomenal game. It's phenomenal. I love the, phenomenal. I love the whole like feel, I lo- I love like the the whole innocent feel of it all. Even though, like, it's, it's, it takes on, like, really serious, like, things going on, but manages to maintain, like, the innocent tone the whole way through. It's so good. And then, like, there's, like, the, there's the parts where, like, the few parts where it does get kind of, uh, serious, like, they really, they really stand out, I feel like, because of that. It's kind of like, like, I get, like, one of the parts that stands out to me is when, uh, this is, this is bad. What's the, uh, what's the girl's name? That follows Paula. you. Paula. Okay, I want to say that, but I thought it was only four letters for some reason. Uh, when Paula, like, uh, telepathically communicates to, uh, is it, oh God, is it Jeff? Is that his name? You really like this game, you can tell. I know. <laughs> what's the guy, what's the, what's the, like, nerdy uh, guy? Uh, yes, it's like? Jeff, yes. Jeff, okay, there we go, Jeff. Um, and she's like, you know, Jeff, we really need your help. 
we are uh, your friends from the future that you haven't met yet. Like something about that part just like really was really like awesome to me. I don't know what it was. But like little things like that, like see, really serious stuff mixed in with like a generally goofy like – Oh, my again. God. He said so it. Bizarre. He said it. Like crazy stuff going on all over the place. And like the, the, the bad guys are all like really like out there. And they've got like ridiculous names and do like really stupid attacks and that kind of stuff. Like it is just such a good game. I knew you guys would let me go on a, on this one as long as I wanted to because. <laughs> <laughs> What's your number one, Jay? Uh, well, it's the only apparently the only I, game that you like. Yeah, well, I think it was the one of the only games I did play. Um, but I was still really impressed with was Vagrant Story. That game was really cool. I actually am oh, looking okay. forward to playing that more. It just, I, I love the graphics. Um, it's kind of, well, it, it's not like Chocobo Dungeon, actually. I thought it was. It's, the, the dungeons do not change, but it's a pretty cool game. The, the combat system's okay. It's, it gets a little repetitive, but I mean, overall, I was like really impressed because like a lot of people have told me time and time again that I should play through Vagrant stories. So loving it. Love it or list Good. it. Gonna love it. Did you ever finish that? I don't think you did. No, right? you got stuck. I got stuck. like decently far into it. Yeah, I think I. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah this you got was... stuck because you suck at video games. Burn. You want to one v one me in StarCraft right now? I will destroy uh, you. How about Street Fighter? <laughs> uh, we'll talk about real games here. Ooh! Like, who do you think would win in Street Fighter, you or me? Um, <laughs> you should, but you're pretty bad. <laughs> Good answer, a lot right there, like... <laughs> All right, Blake, what's your number one? Uh, me, I'm number one. No, well played, Blake. You're getting <laughs> late tonight, 100%. <laughs> All right, uh, my number one game that I played this year that I'd never played before was Warship Gunners 2. I played this one wide away is back now, and I'm – I remember it. Still blown away just by how actually fucking cool the game was. Uh, I haven't gotten a chance to go back to it too much. I only put a few hours into it in the first place. But the idea of the game of being just having this fleet of ships that you customize as much as you can uh, is uh, incredible. The, the kind of customization that you can do and the kind of cool craft that you can do, like fighting enemies with rubber ducky weapons. <laughs> Is incredible. I had a yeah, lot of fun ducky, with this. I the rubber duckies. Yeah, like I never even got to it myself, but all of the <laughs> gifts and stuff that we found while researching yeah. this game. Yeah. Oh man, so fun. I think it's amazing that they managed to make a good naval warfare like action game. Like, how could that? Like, yeah. how was that? How did that turn out good? The gameplay itself was a little. It's about what you'd expect from a naval war fair kind of game but the kind of customization that you can put into it uh before you go into the battles is what absolutely okay. made it 100 percent. awesome all right well there are our top threes dude we only took like 15 minutes doing those or something like that or maybe 30 i don't know yeah we kind of went through them as fast as we could it was about yeah, 30 pretty... minutes yeah okay that's not bad um, what do you think? Random shit, Robert. Real quick, what what do you all think is the best game that any of us played? I mean, you already know where this is going, so I don't know why you're asking. This. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't even have this conversation. The, the opinion, the opinion's not changing here, Robert. 
All right. Forget it. Forget what I just asked. Let's go on. We're going to talk about the Game Awards real quickly, but really quickly before we do that, I wanted to get to an email. Uh, okay. Our old buddy Jeffrey, who's written in a few times, sent us a really nice email. Um, someone I would definitely want to get to it. I haven't read the whole thing. I've just kind of glanced through it. Um, real quick before I do that, we got an email from uh, Scott who says, Hey, guys, I sent a quick message through the contact form on your site but got an error, so I don't think it went through. Just well, played, Robert. I just wanted to say, great work, love the show, love the show, and I'd love a top three segment about classic FPS games. I think we may have done that. Um, I'll 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 write it down and see if we've done that. Okay. Um, let me do that. Oh, I'll do it later. Um, but uh, yeah, apparently his original email did get eaten by the website, so. That's kind of goofing up right now, so if you want to send us an email, just straight up, especially Scott, if you're listening, just email it straight to us, mail at classicgamingpodcast.com. I'm sort of in the process of fixing the the contact form on the site. But it's, we're about I've, to fire totally the guy just, who designed our website, Scott, so we're on the verge of finding someone. What? What did you say? I didn't say anything, Robert. Keep talking. All right, but anyway, so to our email from Jeffrey, the subject is 5-0. He says, congratulations on 50 episodes. It's funny because he he basically remembered this better than we did. The then three you, of you, yeah. <clears throat> huh? The three of you have created my favorite podcast in the best video game podcast period. Full stop. Wow. How about that? Blushing really hard, I guess. Damn, son. Yes. Yeah. There we go. Yes, even better than the vaunted retro knots. I'm glad this episode was slightly delayed, giving me the opportunity to write in on this momentous occasion. I guess I have Jay to thank for that, as Robert pointed out. <laughs> yeah, on dude, Twitter. Christmas season and Fallout, brutal. Oh my god, I don't... you straight up disappeared dude, for like two days. I'm sorry, dude. Yeah. Like, you, uh, I'll tell you where I was later. Like, dude, I have seen some things that I don't think people should have seen. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> we we <laughs> been to places. Jay was like, "We I got to reschedule, guys. Sorry." So we were like, "Okay, we'll do it on Sunday then." How about that? And he was like, "Yeah, sure." And then so Sunday comes around, and me and Blake, me and Blake are like, "So I wonder where Jay is." Jay, yeah. <laughs> you alive, buddy? Yeah. No, my phone was dead. I can tell you that much. Yeah. <laughs> um, so as Robert pointed out on Twitter, and I quote, "Sorry, we're a little delayed on episode 50. Not going to point any fingers, but if this angers you, send hate mail to Jay." Oh my. Wow. God. Just wow. Way to throw Jay under the bus there, Rob. After <laughs> after the amount of respect and courtesy that Jay has always shown me. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Well played. I can't believe you would turn your back on him like a cold-blooded gangster. Snitches get stitches. Gangster or gangsta? He wrote gangster. So he's white. Okay. Keep going. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Totes. That dude's totes white. Totes and appropes. I've, I've been meaning to send in some game suggestions for a while now, so here they are. All right, listen up, guys. First, Mike beat me to the punch in recommending Strider for Blake. Blake has also mentioned wanting to play Silent Hill, but hasn't yet that I know of. Uh, Yeah, you haven't, Blake. No, no, I haven't, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going to write this stuff down. Yes, like I've been saying, we need a document about this stuff. I'll, I'll make it eventually. Right now I'm doing it on Evernote. All right. But yeah, I'll make a Google, I was thinking about that the other day. I'll, I'll make a Google Doc soon. Let's see. Game, uh, requests. Blake, uh, you got Strider. 
and Silent Hill. Okay. Uh, all right, here we go. I would highly recommend the Lunar series for Jay, as well as Lufia 2. I don't oh, know what the wow. Lunar series. What's Lunar? Oh, man. Uh, Lunar, Silver Star Story, and Lunar, uh, Blue Moon balls. or something like that? No. Blue not, Balls not. Moon. <laughs> Blue <laughs> Bald Moon. Jesus. That's when the guy is bending over and you can see. Oh, is that what that's called? <laughs> that's the Thank what, you. That's what Somebody said that to me. No, anyways. <laughs> As a side note, I know the guy who voiced Alex, the protagonist, in Lunar Silver Star Story. Oh, cool. That is pretty cool. Wait, it's pronounced Lunar? Not just Lunar? I say it's Lunar. A, you said or Lunar. I, it sounds, lunar sounds better. I, they're, I, they're both appropriate. They both work. I'm going to go with Lunar. Lunar, Silver Star Story. I only said Lunar just then because I thought you did. Uh, lunar 2 Eternal Blue Complete is the second one. <laughs> or Lunar 2 Eternal Blue. It depends on what system you buy it on for the rest of the subtitle. Okay. Uh, but on PlayStation, they are known as Lunar Silver Star Story Complete and then Lunar 2 Eternal Blue Complete. I played through, uh, Lunar 1 before. Uh, it's very anime. Uh, especially like okay. 80s, 90s anime. And, okay. uh, it's fun. It's, it's an alright yeah. RPG. Okay. Wait, wait, what, what system was it on? Oh, it's been on a few. I think originally they came out on the Saturn. Oh, either Saturn okay. or Dreamcast, and I think it was Saturn. Uh, okay. and then, it, then they got remastered and released on PlayStation. And then they got, uh, further releases more recently on, uh, maybe on a handheld. Okay. Um, okay, so let's see. Jeffrey says, so, okay, so this guy who voiced Alex, he went to my high school and, and ended up in a boy band called O Town. I've heard of that name before. Yeah, that's really? that name sounds familiar. That's pretty famous, I think. Yeah, I've not it? heard of O Town. It's kind of like B Town, but with an O. <laughs> oh, okay. I see what you I did there. When... Oh yeah. I love when <laughs> I love when Rob reviews point and clicks score and wonder if he might like Nightshade. Let's see. Okay, this was the other um Lunar Silver Star Harmony is a remake is the third remake of it apparently and it showed up on PSP and then there was one called Lunar Legend which was on Game Boy Advance. I don't know how good of a remake either of those ones are. Okay. But uh what I can tell it sounds like they're kind of faithful. Anyway. All right. Uh let's see. He says <clears throat> Nightshade is for Nintendo and has fighting during which, if you die, you start over. Damn, that sounds pretty rough for, for a point and click. But it's a funny and cool game. I also think you should check out Police Knots, which is an early Kojima point and click. Guess what just went oh, off the top of my list? God. Uh, of course. <laughs> I'm just uh, doing it for the fans. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, 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 of course. Um, Robert, what else did Kojima work on if you need to talk about that? Hmm? What else did Kojima work on? Just to explain it to the fans. Oh, oh, Metal Gear Solid. You talked about I mean, it when you obvious. need to, Robert. Oh, Roberto! 
no, I, you, I said I could answer questions friend. and stuff like that. I can't just well, like, but oh, the readers. Baited. You've or just been. No, I never said. I never said that. Baited, Roberto. Plus, if I edit this out, it's like it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, we will always cheat. know. <laughs> just tweet about it, Blake. What? For the cheating for the, for the top three, I just thought I would pick my favorite three memorable moments from the first fifty episodes. Ah, I like this. Oh this man, good. Honorable. <laughs> oh god. That's a bad sign. Honorable mention to Blake the Hedgehog. <laughs> oh, no. oh my god. Oh, no. That is actually probably my favorite moment of all time. God. I still see this on the internet all the time, by the way. The, the something, the hedgehog shit. I still oh yeah, that's see. been around for over a decade. Not, it makes me giggle every time. Like, dude. And dude, I gotta send you some of these because they're so awkward. It's like Kathy a Hedgehog, antisocial, but really nice, but shy. And it's like... <laughs> It's like darkness. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, exactly, dude. That's exactly what it says. Uh Like likes the darkness, but doesn't dislike light at all. Is a really brave person, but shy. And it's like, oh my god, (laughs) really good friend. For those right now, if you can, into emo music, but doesn't like (laughs) Fallout Boy. Like it's the stupidest. Oh my god. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Uh, so, honorable mention to Blake the Hedgehog. Rob laughing so hard he can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Well played. Oh, man. And in parentheses, he wrote, usually having to do with something dumb on Reddit. <laughs> yeah, dude. Blake the, the – anything the fucking hedgehog. I'm going to Google Blake the I got to see this again. And the episode <laughs> – Jay said, got him at least 20 times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I actually do remember shit. that. That was good. That was a good one. There's the new Blake the Hedgehog image. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Oh, man. You're going you're gonna to die, Robert. I don't know if you're ready for this. <laughs> I really don't think you're ready for this one, dude. Is this a drawing or a co- cosplay? Sure. This image is gonna be really long. This no. Is this a art or cosplay? Oh, this is art. This is somebody's drawing. Oh my god! <laughs> it actually says Blake the Hedgehog. <laughs> it's an Do you imagine the guy who drew that? <laughs> the Hedgehog. What? Like that? That guy is probably rolling in pussy right now for that drawing, Blake. Just so you know. <laughs> Uh, overweight green hedgehog with like skin colored arms and stomach and in his mom's basement I want to see his bio I want to see Blake the Hedgehog's bio this version of him oh my gosh why did he do like why did he draw him fat with like man boobs I was wondering the same thing <laughs> I didn't even want bottom. to think about it or talk about it anymore but here we are <laughs> Holy oh shit. Oh lord. Um, alright, so, so, so on to Jeffrey's actual top three, uh, of his favorite moments from the first 50 episodes. Number Got three, him. when Blake played through Battletoads. Oh <laughs> yeah. That was uh, pretty good, but I don't think it beats Blake the Hedgehog. Uh. <laughs> Number two, Jay's reaction, every time Robert brings up Metal Gear Solid, especially <laughs> the, <laughs> Especially, 
Especially the time Robert had two entries from MGS3 in his top three list. God. <laughs> like, you'd, you'd think you would have some fucking, like... No. You just don't. <laughs> Number one, the first time I had an email of mine read on the pod and all three of you laughed. I loved... Oh. Being, I, huh? Then that happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love getting... uh, it happened again tonight too. <laughs> yeah. I love getting to be included in, in the podcast and getting to give my top threes via Twitter. Thanks for putting your personal time and effort to making a well-produced podcast presented in a casual, fun, off-the-cuff style. It's strange, but I spend so much of my time listening to you guys joke around and have a good time that it feels like you are my friends in a weird way. Sorry Aww. if that's cheesy or dumb, but I mean it as high praise. It is cheesy and dumb, but there's I'm nothing wrong there. with cheesy and dumb. Like, there you go. As you know, if you've listened to our podcast. <laughs> is it weird that I'm slightly erect, or is that, is that normal? I am fully erect. Okay. On my Jesus, level. Blake. God, all night tonight, dude. That's the third time. <laughs> I am too, but it started, I think, when I looked at the Blake the Hedgehog picture. <laughs> oh, God. So thanks, Jeffrey, for the uh, for the awesome praise. We really appreciate it. Oh man, that's great. Yeah, no, that really is good. We we, we like we, we like hearing that. Um, and then he says, uh, anyway, long boring email, but thanks as always for taking the time to read it. If any of you ever find yourself in the Sacramento area, I'd be happy to buy you a beer. Oh damn, dude. Let's go. What about a house? Because play- that's just really expensive. Is this- oh god, house? Did you find another hedgehog. Jay the hedgehog. Oh. My God! Oh damn! Here we go, Jay the Hedgehog. <laughs> oh, that second one is wicked what? accurate. It gets better. This is not even a hedgehog. It's a guy. It's a drawing of someone. Of a, somebody cosplaying. It's a drawing of a cosplay. <laughs> damn, you found a lot of these. Let's see what else we got. Dude, you just go to DeviantArt front page and you're there. Oh man, dude, I am. I'm fucking. I don't even know if I can sleep now. I'm. I'm so. That was <laughs> I'm gonna warn you on this one. You're gonna need bleach for your eyes. Oh my god, <laughs> dude. Is this, a, is this one a girl named Jay? This uh, is... that one, yeah. And then apparently the last one I posted is a girl named Rob. Enjoy. Uh, Jammy the. Okay, all right, hold on. I'm having trouble with my computer. <laughs> this one might be. What? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think this last one might actually be better. This is Rob the Cyborg Hedgehog. <laughs> no, there's oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, my <laughs> God. Looks like, oh, my God. It looks like he lost at one of the Nickelodeon shows and got gassed. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> Rob the Hedgehog sucks at double bit there. Gets gacked on so a, hard. He's got a scar on his eye. Oh, Bug man. Life. Bug life, man. His, uh... <laughs> look, look at his dude. Look at his junk. I can't. I can't. I can't look at that anymore. That is just too ridiculous. <laughs> and he's got the glasses. Like, what the hell? Oh, the glasses, I think, are what make that one for me. I think so, too. But the, um, I, I gotta say, I think I like the female Rob the Hedgehog the best. That, that one was, uh, that was too risque for this podcast, I think. 
she's got like really small tight shorts to where you can see the bottom of her ass like hanging out of it and then she's uh, turning uh, around and like looking back at her own ass like all serious god can we stop i can't handle it <laughs> I'm so I'm already already said I'm erect, so like <laughs> proper that laugh. Were you yawning and, and fucking laughing at the same time? I can't even handle it. Oh my god. Okay. Oh man. I would love to sit and dwell on these a little bit more. <laughs> but we gotta get moving. Yeah. We need to go to bed, man. Holy shit. Right. Um Jeffrey, thanks again so much for the compliments. Thank you, man. That really was, uh, yeah, much that was awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, really glad to, uh, really glad that you like it so much. And we're always glad to read your emails, your thoughts. And same goes for anybody who sends in your emails and thoughts and top threes and top three breakfasts. Unless you're so, going to talk about, oh yeah, unless you're going to talk about Metal Gear Solid, in which case we don't fucking care. But, <laughs> well, we can talk about, well, okay, no, yeah, I'm just going to move on. Jeff, <laughs> thanks again. Email us at mail at classicgamingpodcast.com. Talk about whatever the hell you want to. If it's related to the show, that's cool. If it's not, that's also just fine. Um, all right. Last, last part of the show. Let's talk about the game awards. Uh, happened about a week ago or a little bit less than that. And this is the second, uh, game awards. Overall, yeah, after they rebranded from being the VGAs because the VGAs were even more of a gigantic no. joke. Well, I, okay, this is a whole, like, this didn't come from the VGAs. Uh, isn't it a lot of the same people? I, I believe Jeff Keighley was kind of the big man around the VGAs as well. Okay, I don't know. That may be true. I have no idea. I was under the impression that this was a totally different thing. Because there was a video game awards this year also. Was there? Yeah. Huh. Maybe I'm wrong. I thought they, uh, that they were, like, rebranding. No, I think this was a whole, I think this is a whole different thing. Okay. Um, let me take a look at something. Uh, you know what? Actually, I take it back. The video game awards, the last one, let's see. In 2013, they were rebranded as VGX. And it looks like that was the uh, last, that was the last, that's that was 2013. Okay. But that didn't, that was 2013. Let's see. Okay. On November 10th, 2014, it, this is on Wikipedia. It was announced that Spike would drop their award show. Uh, Jeff Kiley went on to create, okay. Yeah. He went on to create his own game award show in the form of the game awards. So yes. Okay. It is, uh, Spike is not involved anymore. I think that's what makes the huge difference here. Uh, to a degree. Yes. It's still not very good, but it okay. Is what are your thoughts? Important. What were your thoughts on the show in general, Blake? All right, first things first. How much did you like Star Wars Battlefront? Oh, my God, I loved it. How much money did EA pay to have every break full of people being, like, one person coming up and getting interviewed by, I think it was iJustine who did a Portal playthrough once on YouTube, The End, (laughs) <laughs> and they had her up there doing the interviews. That's her tie to games. That's it, basically. And she was up there, and she's, like, just all of the fake horseshit personality. Whoa, are you saying that imagine. girls can't be gamers, dude? I'm That's saying that sexist. she's not. <laughs> and I'm saying the people that she was interviewing, like, it was just so much scripted badness. 
So you'd interview him and she'd be like, what do you think of Star Wars Battlefront (laughs) released by Electronic Arts? And they're like, oh, my God, it's so fun. I walked up to Darth Vader earlier and then I ran away because I didn't want to get forced jokes. (laughs) Oh, God. One guy guy actually did literally say that. He said almost that word for word. It was embarrassingly bad. Uh, aside from that little nonsense, uh, let's see some of the other things that happened. Most of the awards weren't bad. Let me, let me, let me say something about that real quick. Okay. I, I don't have a problem with them doing that in general because they gotta, they have to finance the awards show somehow. This is basically. To a degree, I can understand it. It was, the amount that it happened was overdone. And then the bigger problem with it was the people involved and how terribly they acted. Yeah, so I just want to be clear. I don't mind that conceptually, but the execution as on EA's side, like the way they handled that that time that they paid for to promote the game was terrible. It was very badly done on all fronts. It was embarrassing. Okay, so go on. Uh, aside from that, like the awards themselves, for the most part, I felt were fine. I was very glad to see Witcher 3 win Game of the Year because everything else on there was pretty much meh. Developer of the year, CD Projekt Red, the people who made Witcher 3. Uh, the only people that I thought even came close out of the list, uh, I mean, there was Bethesda. whoop de fucking do- What did they do this year? They released whoa. one game whoa. 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 that wasn't take even that breath. good. Deal with it, Jay. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. Take a deep breath there, pal. Oh, I'll take all the deep breaths. You can take <laughs> a deep breath. <laughs> we can't bitch. do this. We can't do this right now. <laughs> We're going to have to fight IRL. Um, all right, and then there was Nintendo, which is the people um, – I can't remember who else was uh, nominated for Company of the Year. But Nintendo were the uh, the runners-up in that one for me because, I mean, Super Mario Maker is cool overall out of the current consoles. I The only one I think deserves its own system is the fucking Wii U anyway. The 3DS is cool and it has a nice library and everything, uh, but CD Projekt Red took it, and I'm really okay with that. After that uh, – like, best art direction was an interesting category. As soon as I saw that Ori in the Blind Forest was up for it, I was pretty sure it was a shoe-in. It did end up taking yeah. that category, no surprise. And then it showed some of the other games. Um, like, Bloodborne is a game that I would have liked to have seen that take that category as well. I haven't played Bloodborne, but I've watched a lot of other people play through it. And aesthetically, the game is very, very, very well done. Uh, it captures the Lovecraftian horrors of these crazy space monsters very very well and uh, i would have not minded seeing bloodborne take that whatsoever but ultimately um, that one went to ori uh i i think the other big screw up which all right there were a few but the other really big one (laughs) would have to be uh they were doing award for best uh it wasn't best best voice acting it was best best performance performance that's what i thought and the person up there reading it this wasn't her (laughs) fault uh she the card that they gave her said two different things it said witcher 3 had won and then it listed a person from a game called her story viva and so when she's up there reading it off she says the name of the person uh the voice actress the performer and then she says for her role in Witcher 3. 
And <laughs> the person who was in her story just so happened to be sitting in front of, like, the head guy of CD Projekt Red. So, so it panned over to both of them. And she's there like, I won? Should I go? Do I go up there? Did I win? And then the guy for Witcher 3 is behind her, and he's just got the biggest, what the fuck is this look on his face? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, it was find, so, so bad. If you look around, because that made it onto the internet, like, instantaneously. That was good. Such an unfortunate moment, and such a flub. Like, how do you mess that up that hard? And then some uh, people, like... Some people took it out of context and they were like, look at his reaction to not, to not winning the award. But like, the reaction was not because he didn't win the reward. It was because like nobody knew what the hell was going on because they said two different things. He's like, who won? What is going on? Like, that, that's just like a little kick in the nuts for him. That's, it's understandable to be upset in that situation. Oh. Or at least confused. The other Big, crazy thing that happened there. I mean, overall, the awards were meh. Uh, uh, most of the things that won, like, it wasn't, a lot of the nominations were meh. Uh, everybody's pissed off that Undertale won nothing. Uh, a lot of people are shocked, and a lot of people are upset that Bloodborne also won nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other big snafu of the event was not anything to do with the event itself. Sorry, Jay. Sorry, Jay. Uh, the fact that Kojima... Man oh, behind God. Metal Gear Solid Five was not legally allowed to attend the event because of Konami's lawyers. <laughs> the lawyers told him, oh, you're not allowed to go there. You can't go and accept the awards for this game. They're basically trying to write him out of history. And it, <laughs> it created a huge firestorm on the internet. There's, uh, within, uh, like two hours of this happening, there was already a fuck Konami shirt, uh, made, limited edition, and all this shit. And, oh my god. What a terrible, terrible mistake by Konami. I don't know how they do that. That was ridiculous. I, I just don't know how they thought that was a good idea. Well, I mean, like, I mean, you know, it's not like they care about people who play video games anymore, really. Like, they uh, yeah, honestly they don't give Pachico a fuck. Machines. Yeah, yeah they're they're yeah. not really. They just don't care about it anymore. So they're kind of like, I mean, like, oh no, a bunch of nerds are getting mad at us. I I can sleep well at night. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking nerds. Um, I think my uh, what are your my thoughts? impressions. Did you have any thoughts on like any of the people, any of the things that won the awards, anything like uh, that? I'm gonna I'm gonna race through them in just a second. Um, I was disappointed, even though I didn't play the game. I was, I so I mean like not for good reason, but personally, I was disappointed that Mark Hamill didn't win best performance. Yeah, I think with how much time and love and just how much of his life he has invested into the character of the Joker. Everyone is very upset yeah. that he's gotten essentially zero recognition as far as awards go for yeah, the yeah. he's put in. I think we lost Blake. No, I'm here. Oh, oh, James. I sound like you were going on still. No, no, yeah, no. yeah. Okay, yeah, no, yeah. Okay, so yeah, totally agree. Um, I mean, like he is like that's like he's the Joker basically. Yeah. Uh, and so, and, and Viva Seifert in her story, like, 
I haven't played the game, but I've seen a lot. Like I've seen a, a playthrough, like a thirty-minute playthrough of it. Not of the whole game, but of just thirty minutes of it. And she does a fine job, but like it's not like there's nothing. I mean, she does a good job. She plays the character believably, and I guess for you know part of it is that that says that she did a great job because nothing stands out about it because she's just supposed to be a normal person. So she did a great job, but uh, I still just feel I, like Mark Hamill. I haven't really seen much of the game, but I guess a big part of the why so many people feel like she did deserve that is because she did all the mocap, I guess. Well, it's not it's not she's it's a FMV game. It's straight up you're watching her okay and stuff. Okay. Uh, I, whatever. So yeah, I mean that's that's yeah, exactly. That maybe that helped a little bit because I mean without actually having seen the game and how she did in that capacity, I I guess I can't really judge. She can't, she comes across as perfectly natural. Like the acting is great, but okay. still Mark Hamill is a joker. <laughs> yeah. That's the problem. It's like Mark Hamill has gotten nothing. He's, uh, he's the Leonardo DiCaprio of <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, voice yeah, acting. Shit. He's like, the Leonardo DiCaprio of the joker. <laughs> it sucks um, that he has gotten nothing. Yeah, it does suck. I'm going to race through these real quick. Uh, yeah, okay. I, as far as the awards in general, I don't think I have much more to say about than you did. I only caught about the last half of them. Uh, it was really awesome that, like, Mark Hamill was there. That was pretty badass. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and the EA stuff was goofy. Overall, I thought they were I thought they were pretty good. Um, there were a few kind of weird things about them. Let's take a look real quick. Best Art Direction. Oh, fuck. Okay, here we go. Nominees. Batman Arkham Knight. Bloodborne. Metal Gear Solid 5, Ori and the Blind Forest, The Witcher 3, Ori and the Blind Forest took it. I think it de- definitely deserved it. Like you said, I, like Bl- Bloodborne would have been awesome too. For me, I thought either Witcher of those 3 would have been nice too. Uh, once I saw Bloodborne okay. on the list, I was like, ooh, that could definitely take it. Uh, and then I, I haven't played through Ori myself. I've watched some other people play it. It's a pretty looking game, but I don't know that it should have taken it over Bloodborne. Okay. Um... Let's see. Best multiplayer when it comes up. All right. Call of Duty Black Ops 3, Destiny, Halo 5, Rocket League, Splatoon. The winner here was Splatoon. I'm really surprised that Splatoon beat Rocket League. Yeah. Uh, um, actually, before you can get to it, I'll, I'll, I want to talk about this one right now. Speaking of Rocket League, I'm a little surprised it didn't take multiplayer. It was such a big bubble of a game that just kind of blew up very quickly. Uh, and it's died off heavily since then, I, as far as I know. Oh, but the best thing about Rocket League at the VGAs here, or excuse me, the Game Awards, my bad, uh, is that it won Best Racing Game. <laughs> oh, yeah. How in any capacity <laughs> is Rocket League a racing game? There's cars, dude. It, because it's good cars. That was it. That was my whole argument for it, too. It's like... It's got cars. It must be a racing game. Twisted Metal, you better watch out. <laughs> Rocket yeah, League is coming through your title of best racing game of all time. So, yeah, that's, right. that that was weird. Uh, Splatoon 1, I haven't played either of these. I'm I kind of, I. with that being said, I'm happy that Splatoon 1 over Rocket League. But Rocket League seems to be a really fun game from what I hear. Uh, I'm really glad, I'm mostly glad Destiny didn't win. Um, I kind of wondered if it would, actually. Yeah. Alright, so best, 
best sports slash racing game. As we said, Rocket League won. Okay, okay, it was sports slash racing. So okay, I guess yeah, everyone that talked to me was like, oh, it won best racing game. I didn't know it was sports and racing. If it's sports too, then all right, I'm an asshole because I was stupid enough to listen to other people. You'd think I'd have learned better by now, but. <laughs> well, I was bet. right there with you, so we can, we can yeah. like, hold each other. Um, what were the uh, other nominees in that one? The nominees were FIFA 16, Forza Motorsport 6, NBA 2K16, Pro Evolution Soccer 2016. So okay. not a whole lot of competition. I, I mean, really. between those, I think I heard good things about FIFA. Uh huh. The rest of it, I, I, not at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, in that case, then yes, it definitely, I, it definitely should have won sports category. Then there we go. Uh, best family game: Disney Infinity 3.0, Lego Dimensions, Skylander Superchargers, Splatoon, Super Mario Maker. Take a wild ass guess who won that one? Mario Maker. Mario Maker. Good. Uh, totally agree there. Best role-playing game. Which uh, Blood- had won this. <laughs> yeah. Bloodborne, yeah. Fallout 4, Pillars of Eternity, Witcher 3, and Undertale. And somewhat predictably, I guess Witcher 3 won. I mean, it had good competition with Pillars and Undertale, but I don't think it's surprising that it won. I think Pillars was a little too niche, uh, and Undertale... Was way um, too niche. <laughs> well, I don't even. I would say that it's less niche, actually. Yeah. Uh, just from the extreme reception that it received, being, I don't know if it still is, but it at least was for a while the number one rated video game of all time on Metacritic. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I would have been happy either way on this one. Again, I haven't played yeah. either of these. I want to play both of them. Yeah. It would have been really cool to see Undertale win, but I'm I'm really happy for Witcher 3 to win, too, because apparently they did a pretty phenomenal job on that game. Um, best fighting game? We got Guilty Gear XRD Sign, Mortal Kombat X, Rise of Incarnates, Rising Thunder. Mortal Kombat X took that one. Not really too surprising. I haven't played any of those, though. Yeah. Best shooter? Is, is Jay still here, by the way, or did he have to Yeah. I just don't have much to say. I'm gonna go to bed here in just a minute, though. Yeah, if you gotta go, then go on. We're, okay, we're, go we're to like bed. we're like halfway done with these. Yeah, no, I'm gonna go to bed. All right, peace, Jay. All right. All right, later. Uh, well, he actually like waited for permission to go. <laughs> um, thank God he's going. <laughs> now we can talk about him. Best shooter, Jay Call the Duty Hedgehog. Black Ops. Am I right? <laughs> Man. Call of Duty Black Ops Three, Destiny, Halo Five, Splatoon, Star Wars Battlefront. Splatoon won Best Shooter. That's pretty cool. I actually didn't know that. I, I, I had missed that one. Best Action Adventure. Uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate, Batman Arkham Knight, MGS5, Ori and the Blind Forest, Rise of the Tomb Raider, Metal Gear Solid 5 won. Yeah, that's a weird category. What were the first two? Uh, let me go back. Um, First two were... Oh, uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate in Batman Arkham Knight. I mean, with all of the launch issues that Arkham Knight had, it's no surprise it didn't win. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. I never heard it was very good, even aside from those. It just kind of yeah, came I don't know if I ever heard anything aside from those. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking the same. Like, did I hear anything at all? Matter of fact, maybe not. <laughs> uh, and then I, I heard good things about Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Yeah, I, what I've heard 
uh, what I've heard lines up with what happened here. So Metal Gear Solid Five was a pretty great game, apparently. I still haven't played it yet. It was- it's a good video game. It's not a good Metal Gear game. You're right, yeah. As an action-adventure game, it, it it is pretty great, honestly. The gameplay is fan, really, really well done. I don't know that we'll ever see an open-world stealth game on its level, or at least for a few years. Yeah, 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 I wouldn't... If we ever see an open-world stealth, quote, stealth game. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you don't have to do stealth in the Metal Gear games, but it's stealthy... It says weird in between, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm very happy with it winning that one, I guess. Depending on your definition of action adventure. Sure. Best performance, we already talked about this one. Viva Seifert won for her story. The other nominees were, of course, Mark Hamill for The Joker in Batman Arkham Knight. Uh, Ashley Birch as Chloe Price in Life is Strange. Camelia Ludington as Lara Croft in Rise of the Tomb Raider. And Doug Cockle as Geralt in The Witcher 3. Uh, we've already gone over that one. Still a little bit salty about it. Games for Impact. I don't know what this means. The nominees were Sibel, her story. Oh, yeah, this. I was actually watching uh, Total Biscuits podcast. I think it was today. Yeah, it was today. And they were talking about how this just, this category is very unclear as to what it means. And uh, what is it called? Uh, Games for Impact. They had it last year, too, and I didn't know what it was then either. They changed the name this year around, like, oh, last year. Oh, it's a little different? Uh, I think it's oh, it was, it was it was Games for Change last year. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. It was Games for Change last year, and it was going to be the same thing this year, but they changed it pretty much last minute. Okay. Like, like day of, they just changed <laughs> Still nobody name. knows what it is. Yeah, it's still unclear as to what it's supposed to mean. Do you have any idea? Like, do you have any idea what it's supposed to be? Because I don't. Uh, it... <sighs> I mean, read the list and we can talk about it briefly. I, 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 I actually, I'm, I'm sorry, I take that back. I do have an idea. I think it's supposed to be games that are like unique and trying to do something new. Yeah, I think that's the general, very loose definition that they. Very would. loose. So, Sibel, which I'm not familiar with, her story, which is a full FMV game, uh, Life is Strange, Sunset, and Undertale. Uh, Life is Strange one. <laughs> I Which is I surprising. Really I don't like again. Like ugh, it doesn't do like, that anything new, anything great. It just kind of yeah. apes the telltale style in a different, in a not tell telltale way. That's what uh, I was just which, thinking. Which is great. I'm glad to see something that isn't telltale do a new age point and click adventure style game. But it doesn't. It's not. <laughs> A game for innovation or whatever the hell they're calling it. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't – I'm a little bit confused still. Um, um, it would have been uh, cool to see Undertale win that one. Yeah, like because from what I know, Undertale is a very unique take on a couple different things. I mean there's two different ways you can play through the game, two different extremes where you either kill everybody or you kill nobody. Um, and then the combat system itself is very unique. In that it's right. you try to please enemies and then you re- like let them go after you make them happy and then when to make them happy to attack them to fight them and to dodge their attacks you literally are dodging their attacks like it's some kind of a bullet hell game you have your little heart in this box and it shoots things at you and you're dodging those all over the place it's very cool 
Um, and it's a great, unique, different take on the whole genre. So it's kind of sad to see that one didn't win uh, her story from what I've heard. When was the last time we got a full FMV game? The last I can think of, honestly, uh, Sega 32X era with things like Night Trap. There was a, there was a, uh, oh gosh, Tex, Tex, who's the, there's like a series of FMV games back in the day. Oh, it's like Tex, yeah, Tex, Tex Murphy. Te- is it Tex and Murphy? I think it's Tex Murphy. And there was a new one of those recently. Yeah. It is Tex Murphy, yeah. Okay. Um, but those are all like, <laughs> the, the new Tex Murphy is like goofy poking fun at, as far as I understand. The yeah, whole FMV and then her story plays. actually plays it very straight. Yes. Um, and and again, I haven't played the game, but from what I understand, the actual gameplay, besides even aside from that, is a little bit unique in in the in like the mechanics of the gameplay. Mm. Um, so so again, I haven't played it, so that's about all I can say about it. Um, so yeah, that was kind of a weird one. Um, it's like the the least unique game. Somehow won the award for that category. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I just don't that's understand what it. Upsets me so much about that. Any of the others would have been okay. Well, Sunset. I don't want that one to win just because the devs were such giant douchebags. But what? the rest of it. Oh, it's a long story. It's not even worth getting into. <laughs> okay. Honestly. Um, then okay. Then let's see. Next is best narrative. Let's see what the nominees were here. Her story. Life is Strange, Tales from the Borderlands, Witcher 3, and Until Dawn. Uh, her story won this one. Mm. I I know I never finished Witcher 3. I really would have liked to have seen it take that category, though. The oh, yeah? world that they built up. I put, um I want to say, 40 to 50 hours. I'm going to check really quick. Why didn't it pull? Oh, okay, there we go. Um, I put 53 hours into the game, and most of that time was spent just exploring the world, doing these side quests. Even the side quest people that you're interacting with, normally you have, you've got your little fetch quest stuff like, I need some water so that I can make some tea. Please go get me some water right now. Even the little shit like that, like the people that was the person ordering you to go get water had their own personality. The area you would have to go get the water. This is just an example, by the way. There isn't literally a quest for you fetching water for somebody that I know of. You're going out there, and you've got to go into this unique location with a well that would have a big view of this beautiful landscape. And on the way there, you'd have a little fight with some uh, monsters that were around there. And that's the reason that the old woman wasn't able to go get this water herself. And then you'd find out that one of the things you killed was her dead husband who'd been dead for five years and just (laughs) came back to life as a ghoul. All this crazy shit like this. They just build up so much of the world. There's so much world building and development there that it's a shame to not see uh that game win to be fair i don't know that much about her story but knowing what i know about witcher 3 uh i I would have loved to have seen it take that category as well okay uh best narrative no i'm sorry best best score slash soundtrack we got fallout 4 halo 5 Uh, metal uh, gear solid 5 ori in the blind forest witcher 3 metal gear solid 5 won this one See, this one pisses uh, me off. Um, so, all right, a lot of what I was saying about story, you could say that that's part of the narrative. The narrative is basically the way that they tell you the story. And 
to a degree, a lot of what I was talking about may fit more in the narrative, so maybe I would rather see Witcher 3 win this one. I don't know how the rest of the Witcher 3 story plays out. Wait, this, is the, this isn't story. This is score I, slash soundtrack. Oh, okay, okay. You, said, you said narrative at first. Yeah, yeah, I said that at first, but oh. that was actually the one that we were just oh. talking about. Oh, all right. So, all right, yeah. Um, then, yes, I would have liked to have seen that win narrative. Uh, for soundtrack, right. it's weird to give this to a game that uses so much licensed music. Uh, what were the other choices? Uh, Halo 5, Fallout 4, Ori, and Witcher 3. Um, Witcher 3's music was good. I know that. I don't know that I'd say it was great. Uh, Ori's music, I believe from what I've seen, is very fitting. Uh, it helps construct the atmosphere of the game very well. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 5's music, though, it has very little that I noticed in the way of original stuff. It's mostly... Well, soundtrack can in, can include licensed stuff. I know, but I don't know that it should. I don't oh, know okay, if that's I got you. is what I'm saying. It, it seems weird to just say, oh, they bought the rights for this song, so uh, it was completely constructed without any attachment to the game itself. It's, I, it's wrong. I, I'm... A, Metal Gear Solid fanboys, so this isn't surprising, but I don't have a problem with that because I think about like movies and some of the best movie score slash soundtracks is all licensed music, like actual soundtracks and not original scores. Mm. Uh, that sometimes works like absolutely the best. So, sometimes, but in I like, don't have a problem. The way, the way that I like it in movies is when they use the song selection in a specific way to be. To like mirror the moment of what's going on sometimes to sure. really help to either contrast extremely with the moment or to kind of coincide and mingle with the moment itself of where that music is being played. And in Metal Gear Solid Five, a lot of that doesn't happen because it's music that you oh, can really? listen to any time. It's oh, it's just kind of, oh, it's just you have like, like a tape like... recorder <laughs> that you're taking around with you, and you can just play these this music that you find any time. Okay, you find stuff like the Final Countdown. Um, David Bowie's Man Who Lost the World and all this. And the Bowie song actually fits very well. That one was selected specifically because of sure. the stuff that's going on with the Big Boss character and all this crap. But the rest of them are just kind of time pieces that are appropriate to be available for when the game is taking place. They don't have that much connection to the game itself, which is fun you. from a gameplay perspective but I don't feel that it lends itself to being the best soundtrack. And I went on a big tangent about this because uh, anyway, that, that, that makes sense. I, I see what you mean now. Like, it's not like they pick the music that works just perfectly with the story. It's more like they just yeah. like cram tons of awesome songs in there and sort of like cheated their yeah. way into the award, which it's like, Oh man, this is, this is some great music. There's a lot of fun to listen to while going around and sneaking into these sure. places, shooting missiles at tanks and all this, but it doesn't, add enough aside from just oh that was fun alright best but, independent right. game Axiom Verge, Her Story, Ori in the Blind Forest, Rocket League, Undertale Rocket League took this one uh, this is another one uh, the big problem that some people were having with this is that it's not an indie game it was picked up and produced by Microsoft there's nothing indie about that was it? I didn't know yeah. that. So that doesn't even make sense. Well, I mean, I uh, guess it's. I guess they're talking about the developers. But, but still, I mean, that's, I mean still. 
they don't have indie backing. That's the problem. Right. Gotcha. Uh, so if that one wasn't there, which it really shouldn't have been, I don't think, then I would say Undertale would have to take that. If not that, then I, I mean, I would. Axiom I would Verge was Under- supposed to be pretty good. Yeah, Undertale <laughs> or Axiom Verge, preferably Undertale. Yeah. From what I again, I haven't played it these yet. <clears throat> That's a weird one. I I I, I mean, again. I keep saying this, but I haven't played these games yet. Yeah, neither have I. From, and I mean, from what I from what I know, I'm kind of surprised Rocket League won anyway. Yeah, given Undertale. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and what were the others? Um, uh, Ori and the Blind Super, Forest. Ori again, another one that I was surprised didn't win that instead. Yeah. Best mobile or handheld game? Uh, Downwell. Fallout Shelter, Lara Croft Go, Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate, Pac-Man 256. Uh, the winner was Lara Croft Go. I really have no opinion whatsoever on this one. Um, apparently, Lara, it's it's like Hitman Go, but it might be worse. And Hitman Go was kind of a cool little puzzle game. But how does a game like that beat out some like any of the titles on the 3DS? <laughs> like, it's basically the 3DS's category. I don't know how you can just throw mobile and handheld together and act like they're <laughs> the same thing. That is kind of weird. <laughs> it's, it's uh, it just makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking with that one. All right. For developer of the year, we got Bethesda, CD, CD Projekt Red, From Software, Kojima Productions, which oh, right. is kind of funny. Uh, and Nintendo. Uh, the winner here was CD Projekt Red. As we mentioned earlier, yeah. And then the other thing about this game, like, it, the whole award basically felt like Metal Gear Solid 5, Bloodborne, <laughs> not winning anything, Fallout 4 getting nominated and not winning anything, thank God, <laughs> uh, and, uh, Mario Maker, <laughs> and what was the last company there? Um, hold on. Uh, uh there was Trump you, Software, uh, no, that was it. That was it. Bethesda. No, there yeah, were five. I only the, did four. Uh, I think you did five. Um, well, you didn't say The Witcher. Oh, CD Projekt Red, right. Okay, there. Yeah. Witcher 3. It was basically those five in sprinkled around every single category. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really true. And I, um, that's what I hate about award shows all the time is it's a handful, maybe if you're lucky, half a dozen games that are hogging up all of the nominee spots. Well, time. I mean, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, to a degree, for sure, um, especially for the games in the best of the year category and all this. But uh, sure. And then, okay, so <sighs> yeah, so CD Projekt Red took that one. Finally, we got Game of the Year. Take a guess at what some of the nominees were. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see here. We're gonna have Bloodborne. Uh, we're gonna have Fallout Four. Uh huh. We're gonna have Witcher Three. Yep. And Mario Maker. Yep. One more. And uh, you got this. You got this. Uh, no, Metal Gear Solid 5. Okay. Oh, right, right, Metal Gear, I forgot about that. Okay. <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> same companies, same games. Whoop-de-doo. And the winner what was? A, what a creative year. And the winner was Witcher 3. Which, I mean, CD Projekt Red really made a super strong sweep here. Yeah, okay. Unsurprisingly, out of the time that I put, uh, alright, let's just base it, going into this event, I knew that it was gonna be three big games. And I didn't expect the other two. I didn't know Bloodborne was going to receive, receive as much nominations as it did. 
And uh, I yeah, really didn't yeah. expect Mario Maker to do this much. Though, in retrospect, that was my own silly mistake, my own oversight. But going into it, I mean, there were three big games this year, three big open-world games in Witcher 3, Metal Gear Solid 5, and Fallout 4. Between the three of them, Fallout 4 deserved nothing. Metal Gear Solid yeah. 5 did some things very well. The problem with it is that it doesn't feel like a Metal Gear game, and Witcher 3 basically fired on every single piston. It did everything right. It was a very, very, very well done game, and I'm very happy to see that it got the praise that it deserves. Yeah, I am too. I'm I'm really happy. Like sometimes you kind of get annoyed when like one game or like in movie awards if one movie sweeps everything, but I think yeah. they totally deserved everything here. Everything With the competition they, they were up against, pretty much. Um, yeah. The couple categories that Metal Gear Solid Five took, <laughs> I totally understand. I was happy to see it take Best Action Adventure, given the things it was up against the no- other nominees. Uh, but Witcher Three won every category it should have. I think. I'm glad. Uh, not not because I like to see like popular games fail or anything like that. Uh, but I'm I'm glad that Fallout Four didn't get any uh, awards just for being Fallout Four. I was very worried that it was going to win awards because it was the most recent title. That everybody was still going to be so hype about it. And, oh my God, it's Fallout Four. It's got to be Game of the Year, right? We're playing it right now. Yeah. That means it's the best. Because people's memories, they don't work so good. Uh, and honestly, after playing it myself, uh, I've actually put more time into Fallout 4 than I did Witcher 3. Uh, mm. But that's because I was spending a lot more time streaming it and focusing on that. Uh, let me try and go down to it. I put 73 hours into Fallout 4. Uh, 20 more hours than I put into Witcher 3. The thing is, I actually want to go back to Witcher 3 sometime. I want to finish that game. I want to put in another hundred or so hours into it to really complete the experience. Fallout 4, I'm, at least for the time being, I'm very pleased with where it is. I don't really want to do any more time with it. Uh, it just wasn't that good of a game. It was a very Bethesda experience. To be fair, I will give them credit. It was better than their previous releases, Cough, Cough, Fallout 3. Uh, it was a far less buggy experience. It still wasn't a good one, uh, mechanically speaking. Uh, it has a lot of issues for a lot of different reasons. It's a better game than Fallout 3. It's inferior to Fallout New Vegas because it basically has no role playing. I, I will bitch about this really quick. Fallout 4's dialogue wheel, if you want to call it that, All right. is a joke. It is an absolute joke. Uh, Fallout New Vegas was one of the coolest role-playing experiences we've had in the last decade, I would say, uh, because it allowed any of your stats to contribute to your dialogue options. Not every single dialogue, of course, but let's say that you're talking to some guy that his gun is broken and he wants to send you on a fetch quest to go fix to <laughs> go find some parts to fix it, and you're just like, no, 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 no. Actually, because my small my small gun skill is so high, I'm familiar with small guns enough that I can just fix it yourself, myself right here, right now. Boom, quest is over. You don't have to walk anywhere or do any of that nonsense. Oh, nice. Compare that. That's just an example. I don't think that's an actual quest. It could be. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, but there's stuff like that all the time. You get to um, like use medical your medicine skill to solve quests. You get to use all your different skills and all your different stats to change your quest and change the way that you play through the game. If you have a really low intelligence, people talk to you like you are literally retarded because you are. If you have one <laughs> intelligence in Fallout 4, nobody gives a crap and your character still talks like a normal, well-educated, well-adjusted human being. 
And that should not be the case in a Fallout game. <laughs> right. It's just a lot of failures nice by Bethesda to incorporate stuff like that, which shouldn't be surprising to anybody. They've never been good at doing stuff like that, which is very unfortunate. Anyway, all right. Um, so yeah, glad Fallout 4 didn't win all that much. Did it win anything? I don't think you listed it. No, I don't think it won. No. I think that's going to wrap us up. Yeah. I think we can safely skip the current gaming subcast this time. (laughs) Uh, Fallout 4, which I think I've talked about. Um, uh, Other real quick quick recaps. I bought Dragon Quest Heroes uh, on PC. It's actually a pretty fun game so far. I've only put like an hour and a half of time into it. The thing that I'm worried about is apparently there are uh, there's a lot of issues with it. For one, uh the streamer policy, you can't stream it. The very short version is that you are legally there is a pop-up in the game itself that says, "Hey, don't you be streaming this content now, okay? That... If you you better not make any money off of it." So that sucks ass really bad. That's pretty fucking dumb. And apparently the PC port is pretty poorly done. I had someone in my chat today say that it started running at 10 frames per second for them, and no matter what they did, they couldn't fix it. They did a restart, they restarted the game, they restarted their computer, and it still kept running at 10 frames a second. So that blows. And I'm worried about that happening to me, too. Um, I don't think I've really been playing any other modern games lately. I got a PS4. Oh, I shit. Think- I yeah. forgot about that. I picked up a PS4, I bought Bloodborne, um, I've got the Uncharted HD collection, and I didn't like Uncharted 1, so I don't know that I'll ever play it. Uh, I think that's really all I've got for it right now. There aren't that many PS4 games out that I want. But I want it in the future yeah. for some games that are going to come out later. So I decided to get it while it was 300 bucks on Black Friday sales. All right. Very nice. That's about it. Have you been doing anything new lately? <laughs> yeah, I- right. I'm not going to... I'm not going to get into it, but uh, I'm not going to talk about it much, but I'll just say I've been playing uh, Super Smash Brothers on Wii U. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, I'll ask you real quick. What's your character? Who's your character on that game? Uh, I've been using Ness since day one of oh, uh, Super Smash Brothers, the original. All right. So he's been my main, my main big one, but he's not that good. He's got some very bad matchups that make it very frustrating to play as him. Um, and then... I'm probably going to play Cloud when he comes out, much to no one's surprise, assuming I never <laughs> play the game again. Ryu was pretty fun when I uh, played him. On oh, was he? Yeah, he's pretty cool. Okay. And then, I was, uh, that's about that. I was, um, like, trying to unlock all the characters, you know, because you have to play, like, ten matches, and then you unlock them. Uh, and then, so I had, like, the first day I got the game, you know, I played it with uh, my daughter for a little while, and then she went to bed, and I stayed up, like, just trying to unlock a few of the guys so we'd have some more characters to play with the next day. And so, like, in the mornings when I wake up, I go up to the gym really early, and I get back around, like, 7 a.m., and I got back, and she was on the couch and had been playing the game for I don't know how long, but she was like, Daddy, I unlocked Dr. Mario and this guy, and this. she had unlocked four people. <laughs> that just that morning <laughs> oh man that's a good daughter yeah that was pretty good but um yeah really fun game and that's that's all i'll say since we're about to the three hour mark right now yeah yeah let's wrap this up a little bit uh Holy shit. so thanks everybody for this is our last episode of the uh of the year thanks everybody who wrote in in 2015 
thanks everybody who just even just listened in 2015. Uh, big thanks to Jeffrey for his very kind words. Um, quick note, I forgot to mention this. Uh, I, I mentioned this to you and Jay earlier, uh, uh, a couple weeks ago. I forgot to remind you that in our next episode, we're going to, if everything goes as planned, we're going to have a special guest on the show. Knock on wood. That is, yeah. That if Jay, if Jay shows up, if Jay doesn't show up, then this guy can just be his replacement. <laughs> um, SNES Drunk, who, uh, if you're not familiar with SNES Drunk, he runs a channel on YouTube. You can go to youtube.com slash SNES Drunk, and he does uh, videos just covering Super Nintendo games. Sometimes a lot of his videos, he might just like focus on one game, talk about it, talk about you know like whether it uh, lives up to how good it was, or if it's if it's something that not pe- many people know know about, then it's like this is why this game is good, but it never really got much attention. Uh, he also does videos like top five this, top five that, so he'll fit in here just fine with us. Um, but anyway, he does a lot of he covers uh, Super Nintendo games in a lot of uh, different ways. He knows a shitload about the Super Nintendo and about Super Nintendo games in general. So that's going to be, I think, super fun to have him join us for an episode. Again, you can check him out at youtube.com slash SNESDrunk. If everything goes as planned, he'll be our special guest on the first episode of 2016. Neat. And uh, Yeah, that's going to be neat. And uh, I, I definitely recommend you checking out this guy's videos, because not only does he know a whole lot, but he really puts together really good videos. Uh Short and concise, which maybe he won't fit in with us after all. Uh, but like, very knowledgeable, really interesting. Yeah, he's got a weekend to set aside to do this with us, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, we're gonna start on the sixth <laughs> and finish a couple days after that. You better set up a uh, tent, boy, because we're going in hard. <laughs> but that's all. I think we're done. Wow. We're done with we did 2015. It. Woo! <laughs> blowy things we'll see you guys next time thanks for listening have a good holiday and new years and we'll see you guys in about three weeks this time you want to say bye blake bye blake (laughs) that was hilarious (laughs) bye everybody thanks for listening